Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of a... The Bailey Show. On 98 Rock. All right, there it is. Thursday, the 25th day of May. 2023 thanks for being here my name's jason bailey right there that's nikki d that is me hey faves there's nelson happy to be here and your phone number 916-909-0985 always free on the odyssey app anytime any place anywhere get the podcast when the show's all said and done we get it up uh, asap also on the baileyshow.com and on social media at listen to the bs instagram facebook twitter and on the youtube at the bailey show Getting all that covered. Kid Rock tickets to you or Wolfgang Van Halen. It's up to you. Uh, you can pick it here at the end of this hour when we play nothing personal. And then whatever ticket is not picked, we'll give away towards the end of the show. I got something else cooking, something else a planning. Uh, so if you want to stick around for that, that's good. Nikki's upset today. So <laughs> just giving everybody a heads up. I can just tell as soon as I walked into this building. It's the attitude. She's upset because she got turned down last night. Somebody didn't want to serve her dinner, and she did. She let it bother her, and then you just you no. Know, look at her face. She's, I'm rightfully <laughs> upset. I'm not just upset for no reason. Yeah, but you're. I mean, I don't know the whole story, but just before you start, you, you, you I mean, it happened last night. Just you let it go. I mean, it's not that I'm letting it hinder the rest of my day, but I have a reason to be upset. But well, you you got an attitude. I know. As I don't as have an attitude. I told her I was like, "Hey, look, the boss came in. You know, missed the meeting, and got to be here in person every time. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, no. If it fits into my schedule, oh, no. I'll show up. I'll grace everybody. Just I, I was at the meeting. Yeah, yeah, I was not. I wasn't even. I wasn't even on Zoom. Oh no, that is my fault. I was not. I'm not feeling well. So, uh, well, I wasn't feeling well earlier. But anyway, so what happened? You went out with your dad last night. It was his last night in town. He flew out this morning, and I'm pretty sad about that. So I wanted to take him somewhere, have a nice sit down dinner. So I chose to do hibachi because I haven't had it since I've been here, and I've kind of been craving it, and I wanted him to see the whole show and whatever. He's never been to hibachi before. I don't think that he has. I love hibachi. I do too. That's my I, I daughter's favorite. Where the guy comes out, he does the uh, volcano, and he does the tricks. Does the stuff. tricks? Yes. That's all. That's 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 worth the price of admission alone. Yeah, absolutely. And so I don't think he's ever experienced it. So I wanted him to. So we go to this uh, hibachi that was near my house. It was a recommendation from my good co-worker here, Kim. All right. Was it near your house or near Nelson's house? It was near my house. Okay. No, it was, yeah, legit. <laughs> was say, if it was near Nelson's house, you're asking for it. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So we uh, we go into the hibachi restaurant. I walk in and the lady's standing behind the counter and she has her head down. So I walk up to her and I say, um, do I need to come over here to you to give you our name and put us on a list or whatever? And she said, um, no, we're not we're not serving. And I said, you're not serving what? You're not serving hibachi? She said, no, we're not serving hibachi, but you can sit over there. And so I look to my right where all the hibachi sitting people are, and they look like they're serving to me. So I say. <laughs> so there's people eating. Yeah. Oh, it's half the restaurant's full. It's completely full. Oh. So I say, 
Well, isn't you know isn't that hibachi over over on that side where the people are? That's that's what we want. We want hibachi. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I can't I can't sit you over there. We're not serving, but you can sit over here. Which is so like I an, said, an empty side of the restaurant. So exactly. half the restaurant full with hibachi and people with seats open, mind you, Absolutely. and then a completely empty. No one's over their side. That's where she pointed Nikki and all of us over to. Oh, you were with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And so I say. Well, there you go. That's the reason. <laughs> well, I yeah. saved a woman's life last night. So I say to her, well, if we sit over there, are you bringing us hibachi on this side of the restaurant? And she says, no, we're not serving hibachi. I said, okay, ma'am, I don't understand what you're saying. Your restaurant is open. I clearly see people eating hibachi. You don't close for two more hours. Why aren't you serving us hibachi? She said, we're just not. But you can sit over there. And I'm literally, my head is about to pop off at this point because I'm furious. And so Nelson steps up and he's like, Nikki, Nikki, just stop. You, you told me if I need to tell you to stop, to tell you to stop. He's, he's on his phone. He, I'm, I'm looking up another place. Let's, let's just go. Why didn't you ask for the manager? What was that going to do? Well, at least get an answer. Like, now I'm curious. Like, I want to know what place this was so I can call him and just say, hey, look, not for nothing. I got no dog in this fight. I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> why, why wouldn't they serve us a bachelor? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. Just to, I want to know why they wouldn't serve you. Well, I didn't call a manager because when Nelson steps up to, like, basically tells me that I'm, I guess, being out of line. Well, you're just going to kill that woman. So, like, you weren't going to get anywhere. It's like spinning your tires in the mud. I have a feeling, story was well told, but I have a feeling the story didn't quite go like that. That is exactly how the story went. Did it not, Nelson? It, now, it did, to her to her credit, it did. But she ramped up, she also did ramp up the Nikki D pretty quickly. That's what I'm saying. I, like, oh, I, my I, gosh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been there. I've done that. It was Mel's. I was getting ready to say, it was the sugar packet. It was Mel's. It, oh it, it, was, it was Sugargate. Uh, that's good, yes. <laughs> you know, so it's like zero to 60 in two seconds. I was like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm listening the story i'm going this is going on way too long there's no way she's this calm for this long i was as calm as i could have possibly been because i was furious on the inside i could see like the red dots in front of my face so i knew i was about to lose it no the red dots mean i'm furious i'm mad oh she asian she was asian yes well it can't be a race thing right it was not a race well why she didn't see us no nelson was with us he's white yeah but she's asian yeah, and she's Asian, so I don't, I don't. How could it be a race thing? Right, that's what I'm saying. Because all these stories that I read about it being a race thing, it's got to be a black white thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard. Yeah. You ever heard of any like tense ra- racial relations between Asians and black people? Well, you've just never heard a story like. Wait, did you hear that about the race story in the Mexican restaurant? Like, no, it just doesn't happen. most of the people that was in that restaurant was black, so it couldn't have been a race thing. My guess was that although there were seats at the hibachi grills open, it must be that each grill is a presentation. You know what I mean? So, like, you sit down, and they're not going to start you mid-meal, you know, because you'll miss the onion. I'm thinking that they're, I don't know if they're short-staffed, but they didn't have enough staff. Like, they were tapped out. And the people that you saw... Maybe it was busier than usual. Oh. You know, because it's not like you have a waiter that can have like five or six different tables. Right. You've got the the hibachi guy, and he's got to be there the entire time. So that's what I'm guessing. You know, well, maybe somebody got injured, that. got sick. I agree. I'm curious. I want to know. Say that. Say we don't have enough cooks or that we don't have a cook that can cover another table. So, unfortunately, we're not doing hibachi, but we can seat you on this side and you can get some sushi. But she didn't even say, she didn't give me one complete sentence. Did you ask her if you could uh, do takeout? 
I asked her if we could get hibachi on the other side. She said no. No, no, no. You should have just been like, all right, if we wait here, can we place an order for some hibachi to go? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, it's everything. And just eat it in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> so you were denied service. Yes. Mm-hmm. You were kicked out. The first out. time ever in my life. Kicked out. Pretty much. We we had to leave. You're banned. I, I banned myself. I'm never going back. <laughs> I think you got to go back. No, I'm not. You, well, no. I found a new hibachi spot, and I'm going to go there this weekend. All right, okay, I understand that. But I think you... You got to find an answer. It's like try, like wanting to meet your biological father. <laughs> it's like you, you got to go back and get an answer. If not, I'm going back to get an answer. I got to go back and say what? Why wouldn't you let me eat here last night? Yeah, look, just say not mad, not going to come back here, not thrilled, but I just got to know. I got to know. Please, for the love of God, I got to know. Why? Did, you didn't give me an answer last night. Give me an answer today, lady, please. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about doing a Yelp review because I'm angry. Oh, that's going to get him. It will get him. That doesn't do anything. That's just, that also, that's petty. That also feels like white people stuff. The, no, the it's, Yelp, it's review. Yelp review? The Google stuff. review? You know what I mean? Like, You know what I'm going to do. I'm giving them one star and I'm going on <laughs> Facebook. Absolutely. <laughs> I've got this meme app. I'm tearing them apart. <laughs> All right. We'll continue this conversation on why... People get denied service. They get kicked out of bars and restaurants. If you've got a story of you being denied service, don't say their name. Mm -hmm. Right? Or being kicked out of a restaurant or banned. If you went to college and you weren't kicked out of a bar, you didn't go to college. (laughs) Exactly. Like, your college life sucked. Like, (laughs) that's part of your coming of age when you're in college. The right to passage. Yeah, your right to passage. You get kicked out of a bar. 916-909-0985. Take your phone calls. Continue this conversation, like I said, here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Nikki D was forcefully removed from a hibachi restaurant. No, I was not. Kicking and screaming. (laughs) They had to bring the big guys from the kitchen, put them over their head, put her over their head. Run her through the hibachi flames. That would have never happened. That would have never happened with me by myself, but it definitely wouldn't have happened with my father there. I guarantee you that. When this hibachi place wouldn't serve, it's you, your dad, TT, and Nelson. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. What did your dad do? He was actually really calm. I was very surprised. Me and his wife talked about that this morning. He's been really calm since he's been here. Taking drugs? He he does. He has PTSD. Oh, okay. So, so he does take drugs. So to he's keep probably him calm. In hog heaven over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me meet that Nelson guy. <laughs> and what TT do? He, he he does. He never does anything. He just stays quiet. He just stays quiet. Right. All right. And what did this guy over here do? What did Nelson do? Nelson's the one who stepped up and like made me leave. Yeah, but nobody tried to get a resolution of why they would not serve you hibachi when everybody else was eating. No, they were all looking at me like I was being ridiculous for her wanting to tell me what she was trying to say. And they were all like, let's just leave. Let's just go. And I'm like, no, we don't. Let's just go. I I can't believe that you guys left without at least getting an answer. We didn't get an answer. I couldn't do it. I'd have to have an answer. I'd be like, fine. (laughs) You don't have to serve me. Actually, (laughs) actually, I want to tip you. But you at least have to tell me why. The why is what kills me. I have to know everything. You know that. I know you do. Two steps ahead. I got to know everything that's going on. If I'm hornswoggled, I'm very surprised. You know? Uh, Paul, how you doing, my friend? 
I'm good. How are you? Good. So uh, did you get kicked out? Did you get banned? What happened to you? So this is what happened. Me and my buddies, when I got done golfing, uh, we went to a restaurant where it's all you can eat and you pay just one price. Right. So we're, we're ordering, we order a bunch of stuff, and when we get done, they bring us the bill and said it was like twice as much as it's supposed to be. And we went, what's up with this? And they said, well, you, you ate too much. <laughs> just like wow. the place we went to nelson the second place we went to yeah the kinda. second place we went to is exactly what oh, Paul so there's a part two of this story so we went to another Hold on, Paul. we it went gets to better. another hibachi type place but it said it was a hibachi all you can eat buffet i didn't want to do a buffet but i'm like all right my dad's like let's just eat so we go in this place expecting to see a buffet there isn't one you like paul said you sit down at the table they give you a menu it's all you can eat and they're gonna bring the food yeah. to you, but oh. then the guy tells us after we after we're seated, we're, we're gonna charge you extra if you waste food. So like if you Whoa. order this food and you don't eat it, we're gonna charge you an additional fifteen percent on your bill. Whoa! And so that's when my dad was like, "Yeah, you're crazy. We're not about to eat here. You're gonna charge us a price and then charge us more money afterwards." So you went like, to a third place. We went to a yeah. third place. Yes. Oh, I didn't know about this stuff. Oh, and I told you we ended up going to Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, you can't go wrong at Olive Garden. <laughs> we just That's ended fine. up going to Olive Garden. We so, just couldn't win. Paul, did you get kicked out of this place for eating too much? Well, I started roaring up uh, trying to represent for the, the guys because we had, none of us felt like it was right. We didn't leave any food. We ate it all, but we they said we ate too much. That's crazy. Was, I've never heard that before. Yep. Yeah. Four, four big guys, you know, and and we definitely ate our our money's worth, and I guess, and then some. Yeah, they ch- they charge you more. You said, y- yeah. That's see, I wouldn't have done it. I walked out. It was thirty three, already thirty three dollars a person just for the food. Was there like fine print that uh, on the where it says if you eat too like that? I've never uh, heard that in uh, my entire life, yeah. America. I've never heard what Nikki D just said or what Paul said. Never heard that before. Me either until yeah. I came here. That is the alter. Like I think we've uncovered these this new scam. It's out of control. I'm telling you. My dad said the same thing. He's like, I've never heard nothing like this before in my life. Uh, me either. Yeah. But those are the rules. Her dad was really funny because he kept going on because he'd ask him, well, can we take it to go? Yeah. And they said, no, no. there's no there's no to go. And just <laughs> over and over, he kept muttering to himself, ain't no, no to go. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> All right, Paul, appreciate you, man. Have a great rest of your day, sir, and thank you for listening. All right, take care. We'll see you. I pulled some uh, the reasons why people get kicked out of places, bars and restaurants. I was once kicked out of a... Wretched, or wretched bar in um, New York because the person I was seeing at the time put under pressure in the jukebox about 700 times in a row. <laughs> when I came on for maybe the fifth time, the bartender practically leapt, o- leapt over the bar and dragged us both out. <laughs> you went to one place, they wouldn't serve you. Mm-hmm. No reason. Absolutely. And then you go to a second place, mm-hmm. dying for hibachi. And the second place says, welcome, sit down, <laughs> eat as much as you want. But if you leave any on the plate, we're going to charge you an extra 15%. You extra. That's the nuttiest thing uh, I've ever heard. In my life. So twice now you've said, bite my ass. Yep, you've left GFY you and, and you go to Olive Garden. You just ended up at Olive Garden.
and got the best service ever. There's one on here. Somebody got, uh, oh, here it is. They got kicked out of an Olive Garden for taking unlimited breadsticks seriously. <laughs> if they are going to have the gall to call it unlimited, why would they kick me out after two and a half hours? <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time to be eating bread. <laughs> I wonder what the rule is. Like, that's a gray area, you know, because yeah. I can tell you uh, in college, you know, I'm living off of maybe, if I'm lucky, $20 a month. And we found, this is when I transferred to UCF in Orlando, we found this place called the Players Club. And on Tuesdays, between like 6 and 7, it was like an hour, uh-huh. uh, it was all-you-can-eat wings oh. and fries. Wow. And all you had to do was buy a drink, but they didn't specify if you had to buy alcohol. Uh-huh. So we went in there, and we got like soda or water or something. Mm-hmm. And what we'd do is we'd, wear, uh, we'd let line our cargo pants with bags. Grocery bags. And put the wings in there? And put the wings and the fries. Like you put wings on one side and fries on the other. Genius. <laughs> this guy was already- I used to do that in boot camp. Not, you know, steal wings and fries, but I used to steal food because we only ate very limited meals. But I didn't steal it. It's all you can eat. Yeah. I just am going to eat the rest of the all later. <laughs> <laughs> it is stealing it because you can't take it to go. Who says? They, but there's no sign. See, that's the gray area. When, like, I wonder what the rules are. If you work at an all, you can eat a golden corral or something like that. Like, what are the rules? Because people have to push the limits on those rules. No, the rules are you cannot get any to-go plates. Now, people do at golden corrals. I see them stuff stuff in their purses, and they take chicken yeah. and bread and all kind of things. But the rule is if you want to take something to-go, you have to get the container, fill it up, and they have to weigh it, and then you have to pay for it. Oh. You have to pay for the all you can eat on, for what you're taking out of there. On top of what you on top paid. of what you already paid. Yes. Dang. Well, that's some crap. That's how you it guys, goes. Uh, where you're from? Do you guys have Who Hot? I don't know if that's a national brand. It's like a Mongolian grill. Who no. Hot? Yeah. Who that's, Hot? Uh, oh, it sounds like that's what no. You I thought he like, said Who Hot. Too. No, that's what you call not, vagina. It's not Who Hot. Well, that's that's. Man, I tell you, in Nebraska, we got a place called Vaginas. <laughs> no, like, it's this. It's like a Mongolian grill. So you put, fill up a bowl and then they cook it like a hibachi, but you walk in a line and you wait and they cook it for you, yeah. right? Yeah. You can get to go there, but you have to order it to go up front. Like you can't get to go once you've sat at the table. There used to be an all-you-can-eat buffet with hibachi uh, back in Atlanta. And yeah, I used there was to, one right by my house. Used to go all the time. But the trick was is hibachi was extra. You paid for the all-you-can-eat. And then if you wanted the hibachi, it was like $3 extra. <laughs> oh, see, the one by my house, it wasn't extra. That's but gotcha. I don't eat the hibachi in those places, though. Don't I don't either. Same. I don't eat it anyway. I agree with you. <laughs> It's either hibachi or bust, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. You don't you don't go all you can eat to hibachi, do. and you don't mm-hmm. go hibachi to all you can eat. Absolutely. You go hibachi to hibachi. Absolutely, that's it. That's the only way I eat it. I puked under a table. I was banned. I started juggling bottles and dropped one. They kicked me out. My group was kicked out of a Waffle House in probably 1998, in the middle of the night, because one of my friends paid for block rock and beats by the Chemical Brothers to play 14 times on the jukebox. <laughs> That gets people kicked out playing music multiple times. There were, uh, I used to do that all the time in college too. I've never just, done that. Like, you just pick the silly, it was a, like, I mean, it, this was, in, this was in Winget. And so, this was Winget, North Carolina, where the men are men and the sheep are scared, right? Mm-hmm. And we, like, for entertainment purposes, we had like two places to go. And it, it was good old boy bar, pool tables, fights, you know, it was one of those types of places. Right. And I would go and I would put on like wham. You know, and just play it like, over oh, and no. over and over again. I mean, what is gay stuff up on here? You know, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, guy, who put that on there? Get them, get them, guys. 
Now you can't get caught because you do it on the app. Right, yeah. Uh, let's see. Went to the door and claimed I was someone from the radio station that promotes the band. I knew the guy's name. After an hour and a half, the bouncers and the real radio guy found me and kicked me out. Then I climbed on the roof of the building next door, jumped across the gap, and got in again. Then got kicked out again. I don't believe that story. Oh, I do. Yeah, like he Batman now. No, he's just jumping. It's like uh, I believe it. I got gotcha. you. Oh, yeah. I don't know about all that. All right. Well, <laughs> I will call that place. I'll do okay. my. I'll work my magic. Okay. And you I'm going to find out. Did you get the person's name? No, she didn't have on a name tag. All right. You know what she looks like? Yeah. Can you draw me a picture of her? <laughs> Probably. Okay. I need you to draw me a picture of her. <laughs> And tell me what she was, remember what she was wearing? She had on a white shirt and some black pants. Okay. Well, that's the start. Yeah. All right. Let me guess. Black hair? Black hair. Yeah. And it was straight. All right. (laughs) Well, you give me those details and I'll call and I'll find out why you didn't get it. I'm really curious. All right. First round of headlines, Nikki D, what you got? I want to tell you what you need to know about holiday travel and whose music streams have gone through the roof. All right, two big stories from today. It's the first round of headlines. Stick around. It's the BS on 98 Rock. BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. What's wrong? Nikki D's bad juju's rubbing off of me. I can't find a pet groomer to save my life. Every mobile pet groomer in or around Roseville uh, either doesn't answer, doesn't reply, or sends me to somebody else. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. We're talking like three, four, five different people. They're like, you know what? We're not taking new clients right now, but why don't you try Scruffy Ruffs? You know, and they'll give me a phone. I'm like, how do you stay in business if you're sending everybody to your competition? I feel kind of bad because I saw a pet groomer the other day in your neighborhood, and I started to take a picture of the truck because I thought you might need it. And then my mind thought something else, and I didn't take the picture. Now, so then, you know, you call Scruffy Ruffs, and Scruffy Ruffs is like, oh, you know what? We're just so busy. We're not taking any new clients right now. Why don't you call, you know, you know, pet grooming? <laughs> Listen, with the amount of dogs here, the pet grooming business is bussing. I'm sure it is, but I need oh, to get on the bussing. <laughs> <laughs> you need to open one. Uh, you're right. Maybe that's where my next venture, business venture, will be. For sure. Podcasting Paul's. God, it's quick. All yeah. Right. First round of headlines. Go ahead. Saks Airport is going to be slammed this weekend. H1. Still, airport officials say it's going to be tomorrow and Friday that are expected to be the busiest days of the week. They tell us they're doing everything they can to make this a smooth travel experience. And they're sprinkling in a little holiday treat here and there. Paul, uh, Paul's to the wall. Pet Paul's to the oh. wall. Now I like that. That one was good. Yeah, that's what I'd call it. Paul's to good. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> With Memorial Day weekend approaching, um, they're predicting that more than a hundred thousand travelers are going to pass through Sacramento Sacramento's International Airport. So they're having some suggestions for things that you can do to help your flying experience be better. When I saw this, I instantly thought of Atlanta's airport. They want you to report two hours ahead of time if you're flying out of the airport this weekend. 
for domestic international three hours. No way, not in Sacramento. That's the same thing I said. Like when I dropped my dad off this morning, I told him like you're gonna be through in like ten minutes. Yeah. It's no problem. I pull up to the airport as expected. <laughs> no one was there. He got out, went right through. So to have to be there two hours early, I'm like, I want to see that. That means two hours early. You need to be there two hours early. That right, means you two have hours to leave whatever time that gets you. You know, I parked this last weekend when I had to fly out. And I parked my truck, left it there. I parked in the very, like, one of the front spots to walk up to the airport. Me too. Wow. Me too. And it was, it was so great. And it, and it was like the <laughs> VIP spot because I didn't have anybody to my left. Mm-hmm. And because it was that little bus stop. And yep. I was like, God, I love this place. This is <laughs> phenomenal. That's how I felt too. But they said parking's not going to be good this weekend. So they are suggesting you take an Uber, get a friend to drop you off, public transportation, because there may not be anywhere for you to park. And I like that I can pick my wife and daughter up when they fly in. Mm-hmm. That's old school. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Back in Atlanta, you don't do that. It's, you know, take take the train, take Uber. I'll see you in two hours. No, I always pick my people up. Hell no, I'm not I dealing with that traffic. Hell no. <laughs> All right, second one. Tina is gone, but her music lives on. H2. What's love got to do, got to do with it? Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? A number record three grammys and 11 million copies sold at 45 years old she was now the queen of rock and roll that's all 11 million mm-hmm. seems low doesn't it real low yep that's what it is we reported yesterday that tina turner the legend the icon she passed away at the age of 83 mm-hmm. and every time a celebrity dies this happens her music today is streaming off the charts. Everybody's downloading and listening to the music. What's Love Got to Do With It that you just heard in that clip has boosted in sales 230,575%. That's why you got to, if you're an artist, you fake your death first. <laughs> so you can actually, yeah, you can actually <laughs> spend the money while you're on earth. That's crazy. She has a, a surge on iTunes, on Spotify, anywhere that music can be streamed. Her music right now is off the charts. You're missing one. Which one? Well, I, I said iTunes. I said Spotify. I said Amazon. Yeah. Amazon Music is that the one I missed? No, no, no radio. Honestly, I don't see any. Let me see. Do it's I... not in there. That's why. Oh, okay, yeah, no. I don't so to see answer your numbers. question from yesterday, you what? said why is she not the queen of rock and roll? Right. Okay. How many rock stations do you think played Tina Turner yesterday, including us? We didn't. Zero. That's unfortunate. Well, she's not a rock. She's. she's not, that's why I'm telling you, she's not a rock star. But I said. I'm trying to think. There was somebody that passed away that I I remember us playing that wasn't maybe traditional rock. Darn, I wish I could think of it. Well, I'm not saying way. you can't. I don't care either way. I, I'm still, you know, well, spoiler alert. Make sure you're listening tomorrow. But, it, it, like, I, I would still play. And this radio station still oh. play. And they, they might have. I, I don't know. But I'm just saying other th- this radio station is a lot different than other rock stations in the country. We play Agreed. a lot different music, which is way cool, why it's really good. I've worked at rock stations that are so tight that they won't play certain stuff. No, that's not rock. Right, exactly. So my point is, and I thought about this when I read that story, I was like, I wonder, you know, there's no way to, like we don't have access to the programs that can that can track the music, mm-hmm. but I wonder how many rocks, I wonder how many radio stations, terrestrial radio stations, mm-hmm. played Tina Turner a lot yesterday. I know one in Birmingham made a big deal about it, but I think they were urban leaning. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Tina Turner was not an urban artist, you know, other than her being black, 
She was a everybody artist. She was an everybody artist, you which know? is why I'm a little shocked that they didn't play her on rock stations. I'm going to go do research that was the and problem, see if I can find out. That was the problem Whitney had, is that she had from the black community, you're being, you're, your music's too white. And you, I never heard that. Oh, it's a yeah, it's true. Okay. It's damn true. Take the word for it. Yeah. I never heard that about Whitney, though. 100 million, by the way. I don't know what that audio was saying. She said something about her being 45, and she had 11 million albums sold. Her, her discography is well over 100 million sold across the world. Did you get some well, audio she said from at that time, 1987? But at 45, when did she hit when did she hit famous? I, well, it doesn't matter. But I'm just that woman said by 45 she had 11 million records sold. Let so me you, grab this clip from the Donny Phil Donahue show. <laughs> no, that was a recent clip from Good Morning America today. Weird. That's not an old clip. Wow. They're wrong. Way wrong. Yeah, that's 11 million. You, even by 45 she would have sold more than 11 million. Well, well me- one of her albums exactly would have yeah, because her and Ike would have sold more than eleven million. Nah, I don't know about that. Because well, I don't know about that. No, not think- at all. No, Mm-mm, I don't believe that. I don't know about that. All right, Kid Rock's going to be in town at the venue, Thunder Valley, June second. You want to go? All right, twenty-one and up, by the way, if you want to go. Also, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen is at Ace of Spades, August twenty-six. So you can pick the ticket. You just have to win. The game is nothing personal. We go to our super secret special website. These are real stories from people right here in Sacramento that are looking for love. You, with the help from Nikki D, just have to tell me man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman after hearing the story. They're very generic if you haven't listened to this game. And then just put the pieces together, and it'll be easy peasy lemon squeezy. And listen to Nikki D. And listen to Nikki D. This is her game. <laughs> All right, 916-909-0985. I do need some players, and we'll do nothing personal here next. The BS on 98 Rock. Rock. Hey, girl. Or dude. Won't you come and get you some of this? The BS knows all about missed connections. Hey, how you doing? But can you guess the sexes? It's time to play Nothing Personal. All right, welcome back. It's the BS, Jason Bailey, Nikki D. There is Nelson. You can pick either Kid Rock tickets or Wolfgang Van Halen. It is up to you. It's Nothing Personal time where we go to our super secret special website, we find real stories of people right here in Sacramento looking for love. You just have to figure it out with the help from Nikki D, man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. We got players. We got Lacey in Stockton. How are you, Lacey? Good. How are you? Good. You ready to play? I am. All right. Let's get your competition. There's Daniel in Orangeville. How are you, Daniel? I'm good. All right. You guys know how to play, right? You heard me? All that stuff? Yes. Okay. Yes, Lacey, you'll go first. Remember, Nikki D's helping both of you out. If you get okay. it right, you get a point. If not, your opponent gets to steal. Nikki, are okay. you ready? I am ready to go. I got my pen ready. All right. Here we go. First one. Lacey, pay attention. Beautiful Burnett Planet Fitness, Natomas. Haven't saw you in a few weeks. Desperate. Desperate to know. If the guy you come with is your brother or dad, no way a knockout like you could be dating a bum like that. Let's not let those curves go to waste. I'm definitely capable of handling that terrain. <laughs> oh my God. I'll be waiting for you at the squat rack. Let's get some reps in and hit the showers at my place afterwards. Ooh, ooh. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Lacey, Nikki D, about 60 seconds. Go ahead. 
All right, Lacey, this one's a little tricky. It's either going to be a man for a woman or a woman for a woman. It's a beautiful brunette in the gym. Beautiful is a descriptive word. Um, Most men use. Some women probably do, too. They want to know about the guy that she's with. They feel like the guy's not good enough for her. And they commented on the curves. Now, this what makes me think it could be a woman for a woman because they said we're going to meet at the squat rack. Not that men don't squat. They do. But that seems like maybe two women will go squat together. So it's either man for woman or woman for woman. Which what were you thinking? I don't. I feel like if it was woman for woman, I would have said we could go in the showers at the gym. That's a good observation as well. <laughs> like where your head's at. Why you got? Why you got to wait? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna go man for woman. Man, man for woman. You say that like you have experience. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm no, just saying. I, and I'm just saying. You sound like you have experience. <laughs> I mean, it might have come to mind one time. I don't know. Really? Was she that hot? Was she that hot? I am not afraid to tell a woman she's hot. Yeah. No. And you would have taken her in the shower? <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far, but I'll tell you if you're hot. Uh, well. It's nice to hear it, so it's nice to tell it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's nice to watch it. <laughs> Amen. All right, you're going man for woman, right? Yes. That is correct. Okay. All right, Daniel, let's get on the board, brother man. Feel free to tell your story about a uh, gentleman at the gym that you saw that you wanted to join him in the shower. <laughs> Sh- nope. Uh, Sh- Shondos, West Sack. You ordered right behind me in line at about 7 p.m. tonight. We share the same name, which I hardly ever see. Something else I don't see is a structured frame like that. You wore jeans and a green top. But you know what? You should have been wearing me. If you're interested and available, let me know and we can do some takeout before you wear me out. Ugh. Ooh. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. 60 seconds, you two. This one was very, very vague, Daniel. Um, I, again, think this could possibly be a same-sex one, though, or either a woman for a man. It says we shared the same name. That could be anybody. Um, They use a structured frame. That kind of gives me manly vibes. And they want, but this is where it might be a woman for a man where she says, I want you to wear me. That sounds like something a a woman would say to a man. So I'm kind of thinking it's woman for man or possibly woman for woman. But what do you think, Daniel? I was thinking thinking woman for man because of the way they described the structure. Woman for man, yeah. Structured frame. I initially thought that too, woman for man. So I don't, I don't disagree with that. All right, woman for man. Is that what you're going with? Yes. That's correct. Woo! On a roll, guys. We're starting out on a roll here. Nicely done, both of you. Nice, real tight on the floor. Okay, let's go. All right, Lacey, back to you. Here we go. Okay. I saw you in the shower at the gym, Lacey, just the other day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> here we go sacramento big a how you been it's been a while but you've been running through my mind lately and thought you might want to hang out again grab some dinner and a movie and then see what 
pops up. After that, crying emoji. I know you probably might still be mad at me, but we were as close as two bodies can be. At least want to remain friends, and if we decide to benefit as well, then you know what? I'm game. I miss our nights all tangled up. Uh, 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 uh. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. <laughs> okay, Lacey. So I have definitely man for man or woman for woman as an option. Now, the things that's making me lean more of a woman to woman than a man to man is the crying emoji. Not that men mm-hmm. don't cry because Nelson has proved us wrong. Oh, my God. But I, I see that as a woman using a crying emoji, friends with benefit, and the world tangled up. The word tangled, yes. something women say. Yeah. So that's what's giving me woman for woman vibes. And the fact that they were hanging out. Right. Like, it, like this is something that came about and maybe it got awkward and now they're not talking. Right. So I'm, I'm going to go you. with woman for woman. Are you sure you want to go with woman for woman? I'll give you an opportunity to change it. You've done this to me before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Go with your gut, Lacey. Need an answer. Lacey? All right. Um, man for woman. Whoa. You Whoa. went all the way off the grid, Lacey? All right, that's your final answer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's wrong. Do it. Yeah, that's wrong. Lazy. How did how did we go from same sex to man for woman? Daniel, Daniel for the steal. What do you got? It should be I'm easy. Man for man. Ooh, that wasn't. So even you one. don't even think it's woman for woman at all, Daniel? They said something about let's see what will pop up, so I'm thinking, man. Okay. Unless she's got a penis. Look, I gave my points. <laughs> Lacey went rogue. Daniel's like, okay, whatever you guys want to do. All right. I'll give you the same option, Daniel. You sure you want to go man for man? Yes. That's correct. Oh, okay. Good job, Daniel. And Daniel, the board is yours. You can take a big, fat, juicy steak burger lead right here. Here we go. Next one. Nothing personal. You told me you like to dance, Elk Grove. I met you in line getting chicken at Kane's. You told me you like to dance. I volunteered to come over and practice with you at your house. You eventually had me over for your lesson. You know what I mean? I moved for a couple years, but now I'm back in town. I am 60 now, but still that limber person that used to like to dance with you and then unwind in a hot bath for two. Dose. Let's get that body back out on the floor. That's it. That's it. That's how we ended it. (laughs) Or they ended it. Uh, Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. All right, so initially, I'm going to stick with my woman for woman again. They were at a chicken spot talking about dancing. Um, She used the word, my body's still limber. Let's have a hot bath for two. 
But then Bailey said that's what he said. So I didn't. Like, I messed up. Is I that should. A man? Did I? I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but he said it, so now my mind's like, oh yeah. no, it could be a man. That was my mistake. Bad oh. host. So what are you thinking? What are you thinking, Lacey? No, it's Daniel. Oh, sorry, Daniel. What are you thinking, Daniel? Wow, I was thinking man for woman. Oof. You were thinking man for woman. Such so you don't think it's the same yeah. sex at all. Such a bad answer. I don't know. I'm still thinking that it's a man for man or a woman for woman. <laughs> Bailey got me thinking it's man for man when he said he, but I originally thought that it was woman for woman. But whatever you want to go with, I definitely don't think it's man for woman at all. I told you I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, but still, it's in my head. It doesn't matter if you meant it. All right. <laughs> Great. Yeah, let's go woman for woman. Okay. Woman for woman. Because nobody's listening to what I'm saying. I'm trying to help. <laughs> Uh, all right, woman for woman. I thought I gave it away a second ago. <laughs> you want to stick with that, Daniel? <laughs> yeah, might as well. Okay. Well, that's correct. Oh! <laughs> a little flippity floppity there. You did. With that score of three to one, Lacey, unfortunately, it's right. time for you to hit the showers. <laughs> With a nice lady friend at the gym after doing heavy squats. Uh, But I want you to try again tomorrow. We'll have more tickets, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, Lacey. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Daniel, what do you want? Kid Rock or Wolfgang Van Halen? Uh, I've seen Kid Rock. Let's go Wolfgang. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that's like going to be a very intimate evening. It's going to be very intimate. Very intimate. We'll be out there. We get to do presents and all kinds of good stuff, so we'll get to see you, which is cool. Uh, it'll be at Ace of Spades uh, August 26th for everybody else, LiveNation.com. But, Daniel, you are the proud owner of a pair of tickets to see Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Very reserved gentleman. Right he there. is. He doesn't sound excited at all. It's a, he's, 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 he's excited on the inside. So on the inside? Okay. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> He's holding the excitement in. It's also my fault. I'm not like well, I'm not a I'm not a DJ where I get him. You know, it's like hype him up. Yeah. What, what, what's your favorite radio station? Win on Daniel. The, let's yeah. go. You just want tickets with a BS. Yeah, like I don't have that in me, yeah. especially not today. <laughs> so it's my energy that's. Daniel, who just made you a winner? What's your favorite? <laughs> you already saw Kid Rock. Oh, okay, that's okay. fine. Let's go see Wolfgang. Oh. Intimate. It's going to be intimate. We're going to be out there. Spell it out for us. Who won? All right. I got a question for you all. Oh, by the way, the Kid Rock tickets we'll give away a little bit later on. So if you want to stick around for those, we'll give you those. So uh, there's a woman on a plane. Sounds like the start of a joke, right? It does. Woman on a plane, and she has this vibe that there's a celebrity sitting next to her. She goes to, of course, she goes on the line. And she asks everybody about the celebrity so she can mark out for said celebrity. I know a lot of you have done that. All right. It's okay. I'm not judging, right? But I'm just curious on what celebrity it was when you found out. Or did you even make the big oopsie-daisies and go up to them and get it wrong? (laughs) Or maybe you've got balls of steel and you go up and go, I know I've seen you before and I know you're famous. Who are you again? I've seen that happen. All right. Tell you the story I'm talking about this lady. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Let's talk to Christiana on Walnut Grove. How are you, Christiana? I'm doing pretty groovy. How are you doing today? On top of the world. Thank you for asking. Actually, that's not true. I'm feeling a little under the weather. 
Uh, I lied to you. I don't want to lie to you guys. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna. I'm gonna tell you the story about this uh, woman, uh, and she had to go to TikTok to find out who the celebrity was behind her on a plane. And I asked if you've ever had a situation where you're like, I know that's that's somebody famous. I should ask, or I don't ask. I, I just want to meet them. Like a lot of people mark out for that stuff. Did you have that situation? I have had that situation. I was um, I was working at a major retailer. I was about 20 years old, and this is uh, like 7 o'clock at night, so we're not particularly busy, and I get coworkers going around the corner saying, did you see him? Have you got to meet him yet? And I'm like, who? Who, could, who is it? And everyone's like, it's Cat Williams. No joke. It's Cat Williams. And I'm like, uh, I got to see this. I got to go see Cat Williams. So I go around the corner. I get to the luggage department. And it's Eddie Griffin. <laughs> it's not even close. I'm not saying anything wrong about Cat Williams. He's an amazing actor. He's an amazing comedian. But no, you got Eddie no. Griffin, who's done over 30 movies. Oh. He's been doing movies since, like, what, 99, somewhere around there? Even earlier actor, than that. Producer, yeah. Comedian. And I just, I, I had to go over there. And I told everyone, I was like, see, that's Eddie Griffin. That's not Cat Williams. And everyone's looking like, who is Eddie Griffin? Oh. <laughs> How do they even recognize him? You go up to Eddie Griffin and you go, hey, man, you're my hero. It's the best (laughs) line. I'm shaking. I'm shaking like a little, like a new bird. I go over to him and I say, could I I have a photograph with you? And he was like, absolutely. So he gives me a good warm embrace and I take this picture and he goes, you are just shaking like a newborn right here. And I was like, I am just, it's an honor to have this opportunity. Oh, that's It was surreal. He was true, See, like a true, genuine man right there. That's how you mark out with class. Absolutely. Right? You go over there, you say, you mind if I have a picture? Mm-hmm. And as a celebrity, that's how you you repay your fans and you appreciate that. And, you know, Eddie Griffin, one of, <laughs> I interviewed, this is a long, long time ago. I, I, like, first got into rock radio and he was in the building and we go into this small little production box. It was one of my first interviews I'd ever done by myself. Really? And oh, I that. it was horrible. <laughs> It was so uncomfortable. It was so bad. It was so horrible. I regret it to this day. Now, Cat Williams, that dude's a total dick. Mm, uh, I love no, Cat Williams. He wanted he 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 threat he he remember that day he threatened to fight me? No. What? Yeah. Cat Williams? Yeah. Was that before I got there? No, remember because of this whole soccer thing and the the fight uh in, in, in Atlanta? Oh, with the little kid. Oh, the news okay and we had him on and i brought it up and he yeah. says well i'll fight you and i was like i'd whip your ass i do remember that <laughs> oh bring it on bitch if a 13 year old could you could all right hey christiana thanks for listening you have your good uh good day okay oh i appreciate you as well thank right, you we'll see you Dang, so, i forgot about that so this woman and it's real her name's Paige craig uh which is just i don't know it looks weird it looks like it's fake but anyway <laughs> yeah. she's she's on a flight uh, and there's somebody behind her on this flight, and she, like, everybody's, you know, kind of going, oh, my God, it's this person. But th- no one says the per- this guy's name. Yeah, and she noticed he was getting, like, uh, first-class treatment by everybody, too. But he's sitting behind her. I thought he was sitting across from her. No, he was sitting, like, the, the at least the picture of the video I saw, she was taking it from the crease of the seats behind her. Oh, okay. I thought she was, like, in the middle seat, and he was, like, next to her across the aisle. That's how it looked to So me. if I was sitting next to this lady, I could have answered the question for her. Like, he's not that famous if you're sitting in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on a commercial, you know, airline, right? So anyway, she goes to TikTok, and she comes to find out that he's, like, one of the biggest Latin actors. His name is um, – nobody's ever heard of this guy. 
Uh, or maybe you have. Not by know. name, but you, when you type in the name, you will. Eugenio Derbez. Mm-hmm. And people were screaming, girl, you're sitting next to so She goes on to find out who it is. Uh, he voiced he voiced he voiced Donkey and Shrek, the, the Spanish, Spanish version. version. Oh, I was <laughs> like, what? El Shreko. <laughs> so he's been in you know some American music, but I guess he's a big deal there. And there's some celebrities like if you don't know who they are, then you don't care. So why even bother? But see, that's the markout factor. <laughs> it's you want to know just in case it's somebody who is huge, even though you don't know that you still want to be like, I was in this person's presence. That's that's all it's about. Who cares? People care. Well, I know, but it's, they shouldn't. But they do. It's so that's stupid. why you want to know. It's dumb, dumb. Like, if you don't know who they are and you don't appreciate their work, uh, then they're just another person. No, I. Listen, the very first time that happened to me, I was young. I was just new in the military, and I went into a shoe store, a Nike shoe store, looking for some shoes. And there was a, a guy in there who I assumed was like a basketball player because he was huge, but I'm not into sports. I don't know who he is, but everybody in the store is like surrounding him, and people are taking pictures, and I just want shoes. So eventually I asked somebody because I'm nosy, like, well, who's that? Why is everybody taking pictures and stuff with him? And the lady goes like, oh, that's Tim Duncan. And I'm like, well, who is that? She's like, oh, he plays in the NBA. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But that was before, like, cell phones were super huge anyway. I had a cell phone, but I still didn't know who he was enough to even go and try to take a picture. Now I'm like, dang, I was a dum-dum. I should have did something. Like, yeah, especially Tim, Tim Duncan kind of looks like a Tim Duncan. <laughs> well, I don't know who See, that is. He, I'm not in the sport. He, here's, <laughs> here, here's the problem with basketball players, right? It's like for the white guy. Oh, there's a tall black guy. He must play basketball. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I've seen that, and I've even seen tall black guys get approached by white people, and they're like, dude, uh, no, my name's John. He's tall. <laughs> right. Oh. I have a friend like that. He's like almost seven feet tall, and everywhere we go, people ask him if he is a famous basketball player. So I'll give you a story, and you know, in this business, we're fortunate enough to meet a, a lot of people of name, right? Sometimes we befriend them, what I, what not. Um, I've never been the, the the celebrity mark kind of guy. I mean, there are people that I'm fans. There's a lot of people that I'm fans of their work, but I'm not one of those types of people that's like, oh my god, there's and you got to run over and that kind of thing. Um, that's just me personally. I'm not putting myself on the path. It's just just how I how I am. But I have an appreciation for those that have made accomplishments. And at times, if I don't know who they are, being in this business for as long as I have. I feel kind of stupid. So one year I was in L.A. at the Country Music Awards. I remember. And um, I was at uh, Aria Gambling. Was that Aria? Yeah, I was at Aria Gambling. And it was just me and this woman. And this woman had another older woman standing behind her. My mm-hmm. wife was with me and we're gambling. And, of course, you strike up a conversation. You're having drinks. And I think I still had like a laminate on, like a tool. Because yeah, I was like, at ra- I just got back from like Radio <laughs> Row, and I think she had something on too. And I was like, "Are you here for the award show?" And she says, "Yeah, I'm here for the award show." Oh, no. and, and I was like, <laughs> like, "Right." And I'm not in country music, right? Uh-huh. You know, I appreciate it, I love it, I like it, I like the community, but I'm not in it, so I don't have to know everybody in this in this industry. And I'm like, "Oh, great!" And I was like, uh, "You know, what do you do?" <laughs> now she was cool. Because she understood that I just didn't know who she was. Right. But her handler was like, you don't know who this is? It's always the friend. 
Like you don't know. Well, like, this is the handler, me? like the professional handler, Wait. like her publicist. Oh, or okay, something. yeah. And, and so I, 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 I think it was Brandy Carlisle. See, that'd be easy for you to not know her by face. She's a big name, but she doesn't like you. Don't see her in a bunch of places. So she tells me who she is. Still nothing, and I can't get on my phone. <laughs> Because you're gambling. Right. You can't wiki. <laughs> so uh, so I'm like, just asking basic questions. Like, oh, you've been doing it a while? <laughs> been in the business long? And her publicist starts answering. She's won three Grammys. <laughs> really? Must be pretty successful. She's like, why are you here? I was like, I do rock radio. I just got invited. <laughs> thought I'd check it out. Oh, no. But I... I this is real. This is a lot of fun. This right. is pretty cool. <laughs> Why are you here for a country music award? I, you don't know the artist. I felt so. And then, like her publicist, then literally we became friends. At, well, as friendly as you can get in, you know, like an hour. And so I got her publicist's number, and she's like, "Yeah, hit us up later, and we'll all meet up for drinks or something like that." Wow. And I just, I, I just never did it. it I was about to say, way. did they blow you off, or did you hit her up? No, I didn't hit her up. Oh, okay. He big timed him. No, <laughs> he did. Yeah, well, I don't know, y'all. But you know, like you take an older generation, like my mother, for example. Now she's really screwed up a couple times. So one time, you know, you give the lead singer of Saigon Kick when they were not kicking uh, was had another job. He's doing floors, and he was at my mom's house doing floors, and saw wow. a picture of me with a microphone. I was like, "Oh, does your son sing?" He's like, "No, no, no he's in radio." And I mean, this is back in the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Mid mid to late nineties. He's like, and she, he was like, well, I was in a band. She's like, well, pretty big. I'm like, yeah, pretty big. And, we, you know, we toured and, you know, did big stuff. And she, <laughs> she calls me up. She goes, do you know Saigon Kick? I said, oh, my God, I love Saigon Kick. The Green uh-huh. Lizard album. Oh, my God. <laughs> love Saigon Kick. Then there's another story of her up at Sears um, in Sarasota, Florida, looking at mattresses. Now, if you remember back in the day, especially Sears, the mattress land, there was nobody up there. Never. Mm-mm. It was always empty, like a ghost land. It had dust on stuff. They didn't even have salespeople. <laughs> nope. It was just really <laughs> bright lights. One was always flickering and mattresses as far as the eye could see. Absolutely. Right? No one was ever shopping for them. They were just <laughs> mattresses. And so she was up there shopping for a mattress. And this little fella um, comes up next to her with a weird kind of voice, a little hat on. Wearing a uh, a t-shirt with a rock, you know, like a rocker t-shirt and blue jeans. He's got weird kind of hair. And he's standing right next to her and they're looking at the same mattress. And he starts talking to her about the mattress. Mm -hmm. And then, according to her, he was flirting. According to her. I don't know. Your mom was pretty hot. According to her, he's getting flirted with. So, uh, anyway, she's, you know, my mom's prude. I've got to go. You know, that kind yeah. of so I asked her, I was like, did you get his name in the band? She's like, oh, yes. His name was Brian Johnson ACDC. Oh, my God. No way. I'm like, what? Brian Johnson could have been my stepfather. Really? You screwed that up. <laughs> of all the dudes you picked before, you Brian couldn't have picked Johnson. him? Right. You, you know. You're just doomed for failure. Toss you can't a, get it right. <laughs> Toss the kid a bone over here, man. Haven't you suffered enough? Exactly. So, anyway. But people are blowing this Paige Craig up on TikTok. I can't believe you don't know Eugenio Derbez. That's how people act anytime you don't know somebody. The, when Lizzo first came out, she came um, to the studio when we were in Atlanta. And I didn't know who she was. That's why I don't have a picture with her right now. Everyone was taking pictures and they're like, you want to come meet Lizzo? And I'm like, who's that? <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Really. That's why I don't have a picture with her. I no. didn't know who she was. Did you walk by her? I did. No. I still didn't know who she was. I've never seen her before. Did you flip your hair back and do your nails? No, nope, but I'm going to be flipping it back on Sunday. Oh, well, now you're a fan. Back. Oh, I'm a fan. I'm going to have long hair to flip, too. You're going to bring a sign that says, You remember me? I didn't know you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will. No, never. Do Are you, you going too? Yeah. Really? I'm going with her, so I'll get the sign with the arrow to point at her. Do you remember her? She didn't know you. <laughs> Please do that. That's funny. You better not do that. <laughs> you want to make some headlines? What year was that? Oh, I don't even remember. It was very shortly after I got there, so probably my second year there is when she came up there. So I have to go back and look. Like 16, 17? All right, got to put that. 2016, yeah. you remember? I didn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got to do. All right, second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what cool feature EA Sports is adding and why chicken caused a man to shoot a bear. Oh, my goodness. All right, two big stories from today. Stick around. It's the BS on 90 Rock. BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, Nikki D, second round of headlines. Go ahead. Madden fans across all platforms are rejoicing. H3. EA Sports just out of nowhere revealed some pretty big news regarding Madden 24. And they also announced that they're going to be offering a pretty hefty discount to those affected by the franchise mode issues this year. So according to a report from Sports Gamers Online, multiple sources are confirming that crossplay is going to be introduced to Madden. Now, the reason why this is well, such a big... that's going to piss off a certain group of people. Who? Yeah. Where's this going? Why, why, what people? Crossplay. They don't like that stuff. Kid Rocks and they don't... No, people are going to like this. This means that if you have an Xbox, you can play with somebody that has a PlayStation. Oh. That type of crossplay. Oh, I thought you were talking about something. No, no. that's a different, different crossplay. Historically, different you could not do that with Madden. Okay? No, it's proprietary. It's what? Proprietary. What does that mean? <laughs> kind, kind of, kind of. There are certain games that will let you. It's really a publisher to publisher decision. Like, Well, uh, Madden has always been proprietary. Yes, it's always that's that, because that's the whole story is you're going to be able to be played on both. Proprietary means that it is just like if you have a Ryobi drill, it'll only take Ryobi batteries. I don't oh, wanna, okay. Even though there are generic batteries. Well, maybe that's a bad example. I don't want to walk on you. You're using proprietary wrong just in this only because Madden has been on all platforms. You just could not play if you didn't have the specific platform your buddy had. Oh, right. So, okay. like, if uh-huh. you had an Xbox and your friend had a PlayStation, you guys couldn't play together. You could only play with the people that had the same console that you have. Oh, right. I got it. But a lot of other games, you could already cross play with, you know, other things. Like Call of Duty, famously, mm-hmm. you could be on an Xbox and I can sign in and play on my PlayStation Fortnite. with my buddies. Yeah. Well, Me that's and my cool. My friend play on Fortnite. Back in the day, it was crazy. People would come over your house. That's the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all would play together. Having two remote controls was a deal. Oh, yeah. I remember. TV I mean, that was the deal. Like, uh, you didn't play a one-player game. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's why I always had two-player games. It was always sports games because, you know, you'd sit around. It was the it was the next step of putting your quarters up on the machine in the arcade. Oh. Right? It was, you know, I get next. Whoever wins, stays, right. loser, goes. Right. And, you know, you play four quarters of Madden. You put it, like, five-minute quarters or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the shortest amount you could do. And you can do that. 
when it started to go online, and I'm not bashing it because it's great, you know, I mean, especially if you move away and you're keeping your friends or you mm-hmm. make new friends or whatnot, but I tried that online stuff because I, I really wanted to, <laughs> I really wanted to do it. And so a buddy of mine, you know, it was when Call of Duty was big or came out or whatever it was, and it was like, you got to go get this, 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 and this, and this, and that. And I was like, all right, let me go get this, this. So I went to the store and I was like, all right, well, tonight, you know, I got some beer and, you know, I was like, all right, I'll meet you on the, on the line. <laughs> <laughs> on the line so we're like some team and this like eight-year-old is dropping the n-bomb and yelling me yelling at uh-huh. me f you end this and i'm like i don't like it here <laughs> <laughs> that world wasn't for you <laughs> no wonder you know no wonder there's a, a a generation of people that think they're invincible because they can never be confronted mm-hmm. you know you can talk all the trash you want but nobody ever finds them to put their fist in their face no it's the same thing as just being on the line period so well matter. you're right you know so i was like all right i got my receipt i'm taking it all back <laughs> <laughs> took it all back to the you're store done. yeah i'm done all right second one most people protect their kids but this guy does not play about his chickens h4 there was this big bear just walking through somebody's uh, front yard. Several startled neighbors caught the bear on camera, wandering through yards and on the road. It was just walking around minding its own business. And this particular bear walked into the wrong man's yard by the name of Craig Langford, and he started messing with his chickens. Now, I don't, he doesn't say if he tried to eat them or if he was just swatting at the chickens, but he goes outside with his gun and he shoots the bear. The bear runs off. Well, he wakes up the next this morning. Is California? No, this took place in Oregon. Oh, in Oregon. So then he wakes up the next morning and goes to look for the bear because he wants to shoot him again and make sure he's dead. Well, he finds the bear, shoots the bear a second time, and this time the bear attacks him. So now he's all messed up. He messed up his face and his arms and his chest. Um, the bear ran off again after he attacked him this time. Um, the the uh, animal control people, they went out and found the bear, and they euthanized him because he had the two bullet holes in him still. What, what are the rules? I don't think you can just go and kill bears. No, you yeah. cannot. No, there's no way. There's <laughs> yeah. no way you cannot you can go do that. I mean, if it like comes into your house or something like I mean, exactly, it's probably like the stand your ground law. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But you, you know, you just can't go out there and start shooting bears. No, but they didn't say that assume. they arrested him. I don't know if it's going to be a follow up to this story to say that they pressed charges on him, but as of right now, they haven't. And you know what to do because you went hiking last weekend. You see a bear, right? You go, bear. Bears. No. Yeah, you scream at it. You get big. Yeah, that's what they say, but I have spray, so I'm just going to spray some spray if I have to and run. Well, no, you just go, bear, 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 bear. You go, Ugh! Yeah, that does not work. It I've does work. I've a lot of movies, and I didn't see that work. And I watch a lot of documentaries because you know I'm an animal person. No, you're not. I and am. that does work. Animal I'm planet. one of the leading bear experts in this room. He's Definitely not. When's the last time you saw a bear? Nelson. Thanks. <laughs> and I am the biggest bear in this room. So. <laughs> All the guys like him. They do. I trend very well. Yes. Good one. He trends. He you trends. How did you not see that coming? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, there is a buttload, like more than I thought. Same, same. This was supposed to be just surrounding one very famous, popular, one of our favorite movies turning 40. <laughs> but Jesus, Mary and Joseph, you're not going to believe all these things that are turning 40 this year. She's 40? Uh-huh. Wow. That's 40? That's 40? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. Well, I'll let you all know what I'm talking about here. That's, That's surprising. I know. God, it makes it makes you feel old. Oh, 
really old, okay? Because I've, I've been having a hard time coming to grips with being over 40 myself. I don't know if I want to do this segment. We could jettison. We should have done things that are turning five. <laughs> <laughs> Be glad you turned 40, Nelson. Some people didn't make it. Uh, I know. I'm just, All right. Well, we'll run down this list in the movie in question, Turning 40. That one you'll believe. I know you will. All right. It's the BS on 90 Rock. Appreciate your time. Hope everything's going aight for you today. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Give us a follow on the social media at Listen to the BS, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll follow you back. And uh, if you subscribe to YouTube, if you get on that, at The Bailey Show, our conversation, all 40-some-odd minutes of it with Chad Kruger of Nickelback, which is uh, being picked up by other publications, which we'll get to a little bit later on. But thanks to Nelson. Anyway, <clears throat> wow! <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> kind of joking. Yeah. So, uh, 40 years ago today, here's what we were going. Here's what we were trying to do. But you know, being new to town, we don't know one. So we were trying to find a movie theater because I wanted to do uh, a special. You know, the the radio bit. You know, where you get the movie theater and you show a movie, specialty movie. And because it's the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, thought that that would have been cool. That would have been fun. But all the ones we've done were fun. Everybody yeah. didn't watch the movie. The the premiering Ugh. was fun. Right. Dressing up. Yep. Everybody coming out. The excitement of everything. Yeah. Star Wars does that. But obviously we didn't do it. But it is the 40th anniversary. So if you are in a movie, th- like own a movie theater or work in a movie theater, and you want to do it for something coming up, please get a hold of us and let uh-huh. us know. Please. Please. <laughs> it's today. What? Today is the anniversary. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I today. Don't had, I don't know if you had mentioned it. Yeah, we were supposed to do it today. That's well, what I said. I yeah. get you. Yeah. Tonight, we were supposed to be in the movie theater, eating popcorn and watching, in my opinion, the best Star Wars out of the nine. Now, you can make an argument for Empire Strikes Back. That would be the argument I'd make. But none of the other ones. That's the one I hear the no. most about, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I'm a Return of the Jedi guy. Okay. And then I was hornswoggled. Thought oh. it was over. Oh, yeah. And then 20 years later, come out with six more. <laughs> it's kind of like Elton John saying this is the final time he's I was going just about on tour. To say, you haven't no. learned your lesson yet with these finals. <laughs> well, no, I have not, Final obviously. Fours. So I asked Nelson, I was like, well, just grab other things that are turning 40 in 2023. Right. And just be a couple things. I, I literally thought that you would have like two or three things and we could discuss Return of the Jedi and nerd out for Star Wars and all that stuff and probably bore half the audience. But I was blown away by what else was turning 40. Because when you say movies like Flashdance, The Outsiders, A Christmas Story, Risky Business, I think they're older than 40. Oh, I do too, yes. for sure. The A Outsiders, one of my most favorite movies of all time. And it's turning 40 this year. So Return of the Jedi, we're now 40 years, by the way, if you can't do the math quickly, it's 1983. Mm-hmm. So 40 years ago, Flashdance, you know about Flashdance. Right? I do know Flashdance. It's a dancing movie. Well, no. It's they, more than a dancing movie. Well, they flash you first, and then they dance. But they dance in the movie. Well, it's about a young lady from a steel, small steel town <laughs> that she goes before these guys because she wants to get into that school. And you know what? What? She danced. Exactly. She, Why she flash danced dance. that little ass off. <laughs> she danced her way not only into that school, but into our hearts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did she wear yellow? I don't remember. Okay. I'm just recording Vince Vaughn from the internship. <laughs> <laughs> the Outsiders, which no one listening right now can name 
another movie that exists out of all the movies ever made that encapsulates a, a cast that would go on to be as big as they all went to be. There's not another movie that exists. The cast for The Outsiders is sick. Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, C. Thomas Howe, Ralph Macchio, Emilio Estevez. Um, the list goes on and on and on. The only other movie that I would think of, and you're not Rob gonna, Lowe. Oh, right. Yeah, Soda Pop. You're not going to agree with this movie, but <laughs> I think the House Party cast was another movie where almost it, a lot of people in that movie went on to be uber famous. Oh, yeah. Like Tisha Campbell, like Martin, Kid and Play, um, Robin Williams. A lot of people was in that movie. Mork? Who? Robin Ro- Harris. I mean, Robin Harris, sorry. Who? No, not Mork. <laughs> Robin Harris. Who? I'm like, what? Who's Robin Harris? Yeah. He's a famous comedian who did Bebe's Kids. Okay, well, we're not comparing Robin Harris to Patrick Swayze. No. Well, no, you're not going to compare him to Patrick Swayze, but I'm just saying that's a movie that had a, a lot of people in it that was famous. Well, don't discount Bowlegged Lulo. I'm going to discount all I want. No, that's easily on the page of Swayze. <laughs> the, 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 out, the Outsiders. Anyway, so that's 40 years. Uh, Vacation Scarface, I'm not familiar yeah, with. Yeah, okay, so that's a, that's a typo. There's supposed to be another dot there. Vacation, the first vacation movie. Okay. And Scarface. Oh, okay. Sorry. Gotcha. You can't, There's a list on list on list. You can't put Vacation Scarface together. It makes no <laughs> sense. Let's say. I know. I'm sorry. I looked at it. A Christmas Story, which A Christmas Story is one of those weird movies that <laughs> you think that it was actually, it actually came out in the period of which the movie's filmed. Mm-hmm. I thought it came out in the 60s. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's how great of a movie it is. <laughs> when you watch it, you're like, oh my God. God, Peter Billingsley looks great for doing that movie in from the 50s. <laughs> Absolutely. And then Risky Business, uh, I believe that came out in 83, because I remember, you know, Risky Business was phenomenal. It just looks 83. It, yeah, it's, well, Tom Cruise is 83. Right? <laughs> yes. You know, it, Tom Cruise, Risky Business, and The Outsiders in one year. Mm-hmm. That's big. That's huge. So, uh, and then people that are turning 40, Emily Blunt, Kate Mara. Ooh. Ooh. You don't like her? No, she's part of that whole sh- thing from back in the day. Oh, the Fantastic, Fantastic Four? Flop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> you she was the, the racist and the sexist. <laughs> Google it. No, don't, actually. It's a bad representation of me because um, it's not true. Uh, Henry Cavill, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Mila Kunis. How's Chris Hemsworth yeah, only her. 40? I know. He's coming. What is he getting ready to do? He's uh, the Hulk Hogan movie, right? Is he? Right? It's one of the Hemsworths. Oh, let me look that up. I don't know about that, but he's a perfect fit. He juiced up good for it. Uh, Andrew Garfield, Donald Glover. Oh, he's so fine. Donald Glover? No, Chris Hemsworth. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking up the movie. <laughs> uh, Adam Driver, Jonah Hill. Uh, Adam Driver. Anyway, so that's that's pretty crazy, right? All that's uh, 40. Th- this is not 40 years old. This is older than 40. What? A2. That's way older than 40. Says so 1983 is when it came out. No way. Really? Yep. Yeah, I guess so. It was eight. What is this, Nikki? This is Indiana Jones. Oh Damn God. right it is. Why are you acting like I don't know? Because <laughs> I'm stupid. Just <laughs> say Indiana Jones? Did I play the ding applause? No, don't let them fool you. It is. You continue to think that, too. Um, okay. 
Okay, wait. I know this. I know this beat now. Dun, 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 dun. I know that. Um, shoot. Was it one of those? Um, the car car show. What one? Dukes and Hazard. No. Nope. Oh, I know it's a car show because I. Fast. <laughs> Not Fast and Furious. Yeah, Fast and Furious. No 12. way. It. <laughs> you made me no, it was Indiana Jones. <laughs> Tell me what it was. <laughs> it was uh, 18. Yeah. 18. I've never seen that before. <laughs> Give me A3. <laughs> I've never had it. It was right there. So that cheer you just heard, that's how long it lasts, the thing you're about to talk about. And it's over. Wow. It was that long the first time he does it. What, what, what are we talking about? Well, I thought Michael you were going to bring it up. Well, I I, I am. I'm I you quizzing asking, her. I'm sorry, I thought you were asking me. That's God, Michael you're... Jackson's Billie Jean. Well, it's the first time he did the moonwalk. Oh. 40 years ago this year. Yeah. Billie Jean, not mine. May 16th, NBC special Motown 25. Yesterday, today, and forever. God, 40 years. God, I don't want to <laughs> do that. Oh, this one too, A4. And yes, this is Indiana Jones. <laughs> no, it's not. This is a thriller dance. What about this, Nikki? A5. This premiered June 6, 1983. This is Reading Rainbow. You think I don't know Reading Rainbow? Okay. Take a look. It's in a book. Pull down. You can't get angry. You screwed up the first one. (laughs) Royally. It sounded like Indiana Jones. If you guys tune your ears to hear the beat at first, it could be tricky. Everybody knows it wasn't Indiana Jones. So Everybody don't know that. Okay. But I'm glad you knew Reading Rainbow. Yeah, we had to but watch don't it get every angry day at, at school. Me. We had to watch it every day at school. All right. I don't know Reading Rainbow. You don't know Reading Rainbow? No, I do not. Because... I mean, I know of it. Okay. But I don't know it. Here you go. This is... 18. <laughs> <laughs> this is Indian Jump. Okay, okay then... but... Oh, my God. You're right. Identical. You, you see how... It's like could... Vanilla Ice and Queen. Oh, spot on. You could mix this up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And if I had a nickel every time I got Mr. T and Harrison Ford <laughs> mixed up, I'd be a very rich man right now. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. Dummies. There's <laughs> uh, some music that came out 40 years ago. Give me uh, a six. And this, of course, Nicky D is P. Sting. P. Diddy. Yeah. Sting. I'll be missing you. Featuring Eddie Murphy. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they, Indiana w- Jones. they went on to do Roxanne. <laughs> he did. <laughs> How about this one? A7. No, this is a CD that came out in 83. This was one of the first CDs, actually, that came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I think Bruce Springsteen had the first CD. The first first one? I didn't see that. I think he had the first one printed. Okay. Memory serves. I was literally going to say this was Bruce Springsteen. It is. That's why I said that. Gosh, I feel so good of my proud of myself. Yeah. This was actually featured in the second season of the uh, Indiana A Team. <laughs> You're just going to keep saying it over and over and over. I already know. Do you know what song it is by Bruce? No. I was about to I was about to catch it, but then he ended the All song. Right, play it again. Let me see if you can pick it up. <laughs> and what other songs did Bruce do? Born in the USA. Very good. There it is. Broken hearted. There you go. You're good. So I know. Mean. Bruce Springsteen broken hearted. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> Only 75 stores in the entire country sold CDs at this time, and uh, this uh, album from Brian Adams was one of them. <laughs> uh, it hurts. Cut you, you know, deep. Like a knife. <laughs> I know y'all are joking me, but I don't know what about. It's fine. It's, well, it's not Bruce Springsteen. No. That's why I said Brian Adams. That's why I said the album from Brian Adams. Oh. Yeah. And then I said it cuts so you you're deep. Checking me, I really thought that's what my brain thought. I think this is Bruce, and then you said it, but you were lying to me. Absolutely. Yeah. But he does sing "Born in the USA." He does. Yeah, you nailed that. And he was also the star in Indiana Jones. <laughs> no, he wasn't. First alternate for eighteen. Though. <laughs> he actually invented rock and roll after the large boulder chased him out of the cave. <laughs> This is actually like you're not funny all the time. Occasionally I get one. (laughs) Occasionally I'll throw one in there. Never thought the rock and roll joke would land hard today, but in fuego for the kids. Oh Oh my goodness. That was a good list though. Thank you. It was supposed to be all about Indiana Jones, but that would have probably bored you to tears, huh? It was supposed to be about Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. yeah. Tell me some more about Star Wars. They had nine movies. There you go. Mm-hmm. And who played Harrison Ford? Because <laughs> Harrison Ford wasn't in Star Wars. He was in Indiana Jones. Very good. Thank there you very you go. much. God, I can't put one over on you, no. can I? <laughs> Golly gee willikers. <laughs> Give that woman a Han. You get the Han? Oh, the Han. No, I don't have a. I said get that woman a Han. Give that woman a Han. Oh, a Han. Come on. I gotcha. Come on. See, he's Excuse not as, as big a Star Wars fan as you thought. That's right. Well, I wasn't wait. I was waiting oh, for the oh, pun, oh. and then I didn't catch it. Don't, yeah, well, 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 me, you don't know uh, Han Solo. Too late. <laughs> Young adults are taking a little bit longer to reach certain milestones that probably a lot of you reached earlier. I know. I've seen the list. I guarantee after I tell you how long it's taking them, you're going to scratch your head. But you know who you have to blame? <laughs> you. I was about to oh, say, no. us, the parents. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. All right, give us a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. You hear something funny? <clears throat> What's that? So uh, we got an email today because uh, we're still getting the hang of things. This is not my job, but, you know, sometimes got to make sure you guys are doing the right things. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so Nelson, you know, he's the guy over there that makes the show work, the buttons and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's not doing something right. You know, so I get pulled into the office and you see the email, you know, can, can you tell your boy 
when he's done, he's got to push these buttons and he's gonna he's gotta put he's gotta put it in standby. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to act smart. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, I've told him this. I've told him numerous times. I've even shown him how to do it, huh? And, uh, uh, holds my hand. And so uh I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him one more time. I'm I'm putting it in standby. <laughs> so I come into the to the studio and Nelson's in here putting everything together before the show. I'm like, Did you see the email? And he's like yeah, he goes, I didn't even know about that. And I was like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and so a little bit later on, uh, I find out that this sign that's on the back of the door that's been there since we started, mm-hmm. it says in standby with a question mark. That's what it means. It means uh-huh. check that it's in standby before you leave out of here. Right. And I had no, I thought it was the name of a band. See, here's the problem. You can't put that sign on the back of the door like that in that font. With no explanation. It looks like a horror movie. Yeah, it's not a it's not a business font. Right. The one next to it, that's business font. Has the Odyssey logo. But yeah. you can't put that up there. You know, like maybe you just got crazy because you just got some new fonts from Defont <laughs> and you're downloading it. But you can't do that and expect people to know what that means. So uh but I didn't say that to the boss. I said of course not. I was like, that's what I told him every day. I said that's what the sign means. <laughs> He's just not reading it. Nope. All right. Uh Pew Research, Pew Pew, uh, <laughs> did a did a study and they, they they wanted to find young adults and how long they're taking to hit certain milestones. You know. So there's different things I want to run down. So you listening, think about the first time you did something. And really what they're comparing it to is, you know, if you're probably forty or up, thirty five mm-hmm. and up, you did all these things a lot more and a Quickly. lot younger. A lot faster. Mm-hmm. So here are a few milestones uh, and how many of us have hit them at age 21 these days compared to 1980. Okay. Okay. So now 1980, I was five. You were probably- Not born. Not born. Same. Nelson was not born. So I'm not going to have a first full-time job. But 64% had one by the age of 21 in 1980 compared to just 39% now. I had a full-time job at the age of 14. Uh, did you really? I did. You were slinging then, huh? No, my family owned slinging a barbecue. rock. I wasn't slinging rocks. My family owns a barbecue restaurant, so I was put to work in there at 14. So I worked 40 hours a week at 14. That's did illegal. Well, well then, well, what Maybe year was it? No, not, not for I you. I don't think it, it was illegal. <laughs> See, my first job was when I was 11 or 12 at a grocery store. Really? See, that that early. sounds illegal. <laughs> no, it was legal. And you could take tips. So you were making some money. I was making a lot of So here's here's how that happened. I was in seventh grade, so it would have been 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, my mom and I get in this big argument. I had a four-wheeler, Honda 200SX, called it Water Dog. I could go underwater, <laughs> right. even above the muffler, and I still could get in the trails. It was badass. So anyway, I had this four-wheeler, and I needed new tires. My mother had just gotten divorced, so she's back in the workforce. She didn't have mm-hmm. the money for it. So we get in this big argument, me being the brat that I was. I'm like, get me tires. Get me tires. So, <laughs> you know, I'd subscribe to like ATV monthly or weekly or whatever. <laughs> and they had all the little ads in the back of the magazine, and they had one for tires. $339.99. And four new tires. You were so bad. And I said, these are the tires I want. And we're getting this all-out brawl screaming argument. And she goes, why don't you just go get a job? I was like, all right, bitch. 
Don't say that to him. Oh, right. Yeah. He's so spiteful. I go into my bedroom. I open up the yellow pages, and I just my my, my first thought was grocery store. First one I called up. It was like Florida Choice or something like that. Huh. Talk. Excuse me. Can I speak with the manager, please? Yes. Hold on. Oh my god. Hi, I'm the manager. Yeah. Hi. My name's uh, Jason Bailey, and uh, I need a job. How old are you? Twelve. Can you come up today? I was like, Yes, sir. I can. So I walk in the other room. I said, I have an interview in 20 minutes. I need a ride. <laughs> I was just about to say, how are you going to get to this She job? takes me up there. I get hired on the spot. I bet. I start the next day. I'm surprised wow. you didn't work that night. Exactly. <laughs> Go right in there and start bagging groceries. Then I made my $339, bought the tires, didn't know how to put them on, moved to Sarasota, gave the four-wheeler to the best friend that doesn't remember me, and he left it in the woods and it got stolen. Oh, Dang. the water dog. Water dog was dead. Have you even talked to him yet? No, not yet. Oh, God. Financial independence were not uh, when you're not relying on your parents anymore. So back in 1980, uh, if you were 21, 42 percent. That's a lot. That is versus 25 percent now, which that's a lot. Of relying on your parents, not, oh, rely- not relying, not relying. Yeah, I moved out 19. I've been on my own since I was 19. Yeah, but I, I'll even give credit to. The twenty five percent. I think that's a that's a that's a pretty high number for today, for twenty one year olds. Totally not relying. It's a different world. It's a lot more difficult to get your feet under you, you know, because there's not every you know there's the trade jobs. Not as many people are joining the military. Mm-hmm. Not many people are doing the trade stuff where you just get out of high school and you're like, look, I'm going to be an electrician. My dad's an electrician. My grandfather's like, I'm going to be. A, nobody wants to do that anymore. Everybody wants to go. You know what? My YouTube videos are going to hit. I know it. And exactly. <laughs> that is what kids are doing now because I joined the military. So I left. I was on my own taking care of myself. And you can't be, you couldn't be on your parents' insurance that long in the 80s. No, you could. You could still be on until you were 25. No. No way. I'm almost certain you could. I don't think that's accurate. They just made that a thing. Oh. They wouldn't have added one year. Okay. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Like you could stay on your, like your daughter can stay on your medical insurance until she's 26. Could she really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't like that back in the day. When you were 18, you're off it. But the stipulation even with that now is you got to be in school. Well, I'm going to teach her. As soon as she turn, As soon as she turns 18 on Sunday, she's off. No, she's not. <laughs> you're definitely not that that's, parent. That's, not at all. I'm putting that in the card with no. a $20 bill. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. No. Happy birthday. Best of luck to you. By the way, get your own insurance. <laughs> you are not that parent. Uh, first apartment in 1980, by the age of 21, 62% had their first apartment. That is a very high number. Mm, that seems low, you think, by 21? No, that's a high number. 21 to have your own apartment? I know so many kids now that are 26 that don't have their own apartments. Still now, living with it, their parents okay. or relatives or friends or something. They don't have their own stuff. Well, I know somebody that's 41 that barely has their own apartment. <laughs> well, he's not well, financially he independent own. from his parents, so... Well, no, he's not. That's sad. Compared to fifty-one percent now, fifty-one percent now. Well, you're not. You're you're forty-one. You're not financially independent from your parents. That's what he said. That's why I said it's sad. She said it's sad. I thought we. That's who we were talking about. Was me, right? Yeah, we were. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that's. Yeah, I I misunderstood that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's a conversation we will have someday. (laughs) Bailey's gonna fix your life. Oh God. Whoa, 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 whoa. What does that mean? I mean oh, God. <laughs> because, man, I'm already a disappointment to you everywhere I turn. I can't disappoint you another place. There's always so much one man can take. I disagree with you. I think you can. 
goodness gracious. Oh, my God. 1980, by the age of 21, 32% were married. 6% now. Six. Nobody wants to be married. Nobody wants to be married. Nobody wants to have kids. Young, single, and free. Yep. First kid, 18% then, 6% now. Yeah. Sounds about right. It does. I had my first kid when I was almost 27. 27? Yeah. Her first. And my only. I was going to say, what about your second and third? No, 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 no. One's enough. We don't talk about them because we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) One and done. Never forget that day you dropped them off at the fire station. Mm-mm. Surprised they took a nine-year-old. I've taken care of everything that has come from my body. She got a tattoo. It says "Safe Haven Rules." <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous! Couldn't believe I put that fifteen-year-old in that trash chute. <laughs> uh, she fit though. Uh, all right, it's uh, third, right? This is the third round. Yes, third round of headlines. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to tell you how going to space could be near, and why a man is being arrested for stealing a hoe. I'm sorry. What was the first one? going to space could be near like we may be able to go to space me and you oh i thought you meant like the, for the first time no 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 no. <laughs> for the regular smeggler digglers oh the real first time mm-hmm. wow. i've always wanted to be a regular smeggler diggler <laughs> that's what you are yeah that's what we are all of us in this room regular smeggler digglers yeah and we might be able to go to space wow interesting all right third round of headlines here in a minute it's the bs on 98 rock bs stand by for news I just got a tweet from somebody that gave me the application to the entry-level job position at the California Department of Fish and Wildlife in Sacramento. Dealing with specific collecting permits pays between $2,800 and $3,800 per month. And I'm assuming they sent this to me because of my unbelievable knowledge of bears. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. He doesn't know anything about bears, so you sent that to the wrong guy. So just in case things don't work out. And he had a little bear emoji. Really cute. <laughs> Alright, third round of headlines. Go ahead. Going to space is getting closer for us regular folks. H5. Well, today, Virgin Galactic got one step closer to sending tourists to space. The company co-founded by Sir Richard Branson launched a commercial rocket to the edge of outer space for the very first time. Very porn-like. Who is that? (laughs) She's a reporter. (sighs) Here's the thing. I told you guys I think that I'm going to die in space, and now it's getting real. Virgin Galactic, they have a space plane that they call VSS Unity. And they carry two pilots and a crew of four Virgin Galactic employees. And they did another test flight. Now, this is only the second time that this has been done since 2021. So they're back at it again, testing it again. And it was successful. They went up. They came back down. Basically, what happens is they take you on a 90-minute flight up to space. It goes about 50 miles above the Earth. And then you get the weightless thing happening where you feel like you're floating. And you come back down. Okay? The thing is, the tickets are only going to be $450,000. That's all? That's it. That's the st- I just told you about this job I might take. <laughs> right? So you're laughing, Nelson, but you could save up and get $450,000 if you really, really want to go to space. Go in a lottery. You might know a rich person that will just give it to you if you want to go bad enough. So I told you guys that I think I might die in space. This could be it. Well, you know how you get the four hundred fifty k. How? Is you get sponsors, and then if you do social media up in space, you're probably going to get some views. Oh, 
oh, that's a great idea. So you come up with the good ideas. I'm going to do something because I got to go to space. But you want to go up there and die. I don't want to die. I just want to go to space. I just feel like I could die when I get up there. And how would you die? Because remember, I'm going to go with my space suit. When Uh I get up there, I'm going to go outside because I want to float around. Even if you're not allowed. Well, I feel like if you're going to go to space, you should be allowed to go float. That's yes. the whole point of going. No, I don't think so. I think it's like Chuck Yeager. Like you go up there, you check it out, and you come back. Oh, God. Well, I want to go float, so mm. I'm going to figure out a way to float. Okay, so right? you're going to be that terrorist and open up the door. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go out. Put everybody's suit. lives in danger. Okay. They will be fine. They always have a, <laughs> another chamber that you go out of that doesn't affect other people. Gotcha. Float, Call that right? an airlock. There you go. And so- I go out, float a little bit, and yeah. then when I'm getting ready to go back in, my line is going to break. How and that's high? how I'm going to die. How high does it go? How high does what go? This plane you said, 50-something miles? Yeah, Six, above Earth. 62 miles is where the atmosphere technically ends. Oh, well, this says that they go For 525,000, you go the extra 12 miles. You can actually get into space, space? Yeah. No, that's, that's the fine print. <laughs> they tell you that when you're all suited up. Do you really want to go all the way in space? you have an extra 75K? So are y'all saying this flight is scamming people? I think so, a little bit. It's like It takes you up to wait list, which is fine. But like, if I'm going to go to space, I want to go like space station at least deep into space. You know what I mean? I have no desire to do any of these things. I do. I really want to go bad. I don't that's- even like getting on an airplane. <laughs> I sure the hell don't want to go up to space. I just want to go float. That's my whole thing. You I know they have float. like sky zones and places that you can go and that do zero sense. gravity. Well, I can't do sky zone because I'm over the weight limit, mm. so I've never been able to do it. Well, if you can't do sky zone, you sure the hell can't do space. space. I sure it's can weightless. do space. Space is way better than sky zone. It's real. Sky zone is made from space. Well, first of all, ain't sky zone where you go jump on a trampoline? I don't know. It's no. they're, they're, they're all called different things. You know, people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. it's where you get in the tube and then the big fan blows and then it's I like that you're was skydiving. I fly or whatever. Oh my god! Well, now you've you're... lost you've lost a lot of weight. Splitting I hairs. have, but well, I that know. should be your goal to get down to enough to go to I fly. Whatever it's called. I want to go to space. Well, this will be your first step. Hmm. All right. What's what do they tell you when you go in there? How do they put it? (laughs) They give you a paper. Like there's gravity, and then there's people like you. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) They give you a paper. You do know this is zero gravity, not zero gravy, right, Sadie? (laughs) That is not what they do. They give you a waiver, and it has like on the waiver plainly: if you weigh more than two hundred and twenty pounds, you can't go in. Oh. So did you try to sneak in, and they were like, "Come here." No, because I didn't want to be embarrassed because I saw a girl who did that. I guess she lied about how much she weighed and she couldn't get off the ground. That's embarrassing. And it was very, so the the, the guys are holding her and she's just flailing around on the floor because they can't (laughs) get her up into the air. And I was not going to embarrass myself like that. No way. Wow, that's light, 220 pounds. A lot of people can't do that. I probably couldn't do that right now. Yeah, 220 is the max. Nelson, you should try to give a shot. Just see what they say to you. <laughs> just stand, yeah, just walk in and stand. Don't even lay down. Actually, you, sir, you're, you're too heavy to do this, but we'd like to give you a job. We want you to be Jupiter. Okay, we're going to paint you up, and we're going to put a hula hoop around you, and we're going to put you in the corner just to make it more real. <laughs> so all of our guests are going to float around you. <laughs> You're not getting off the ground either, okay? I'm not. I, just... I said I wasn't. <laughs> All right, go I'm ahead. not Jupiter. <laughs> well, technically, it's Saturn that has the ring. So. Uh, uh, a new meaning to by any means necessary was birthed in Illinois, H6. 
An Illinois man is accused of stealing a backhoe and then driving 10 miles to an airport to catch a flight. This man in Southern Illinois has a flight to catch, and I guess, I don't know if he doesn't have a car, he couldn't afford an Uber. He went into a construction site, stole a backhoe, drove it 10 miles, and if you don't know what that is, that's that big construction-looking truck with the arm on it that digs up gravel. That's what he stole. He drove it 10 miles to the airport. He casually parks it, gets out. You see him put a guitar over his shoulder, and he scrolls into the airport. Well, an airport um, employee thought it was weird that a backhoe was in a parking lot, so they viewed the security footage, and that's how they found out who he was. He was flying to Nevada, and the police went there and arrested him. Because he stole a back, backhoe. Yeah, that's a felony. Yeah. He's facing like some big-time charges and a fine up to $10,000. And if prostitution's legal. I mean, illegal. But I'm wondering, Backhoes like, are- where did he live at oh. that he drove it that far that Regular police didn't pull him over. Just on the side of the road? Yeah, you can't just drive those around on the sure interstate. And oh, not on the interstate. No. You ever been like on a back road and see like farmers just driving their tractors? Yeah, I've seen that. I think that's kind of cool. It reminds me of Footloose in the scene when they play chicken. <laughs> but everybody's still so impatient, so you're just like, Ugh, get out the way. Uh, we got Kid Rock, right? We gave away Wolfgang earlier? Yep, we got yes. Kid Rock. All right, I'll give away a pair of Kid Rock tickets if you want. He's going to be at the venue, Thunder Valley, June 2nd, 21 and up. If you can give me a cool story about your scar. There's a reason I'm asking this. Because we've got audio of the guy that lost his arm to the gator. Silly. Guy's so chill. And he's going to have the best story to pick up women. Women dig scars. Chicks dig scars, as the movie says. I found out they dig amputees from somebody I was friends with, too. They, I think you're right. I agree. Uh-huh. I've had some amputee friends, and women love yes. a guy without a limb. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and guys, I'm, I'm sure women, if you want to participate, you do this. But this is a total guy thing. Having a scar, embellishing the story, <laughs> even if it's not to pick up a girl, just to tell the story. Guys do it all the time. So feel free to embellish. And if you have the best one, I'll give you the tickets for Kid Rock. <laughs> 916-909-0985. We'll also tell you more about the Gator guy and uh, play some audio of how chill he was when he was interviewed about losing his arm to an alligator. All right, we'll talk to you in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Thanks so much for being here. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there, that is Nikki D. There is Nelson, 916-909-0985. That is our phone number. A lot of people on hold, so hang on. Got the Kid Rock tickets up for grabs here for the coolest scar story. I I like how people will tell a scar story. Because it's never the way that it originally happened, right? <laughs> nope, never. Again, especially guys. Especially guys. Guys love to embellish their scar stories. This dude down in Florida who went, uh, was in Port Charlotte, and Nikki had this in headlines earlier in the week, but he went behind this bar at night. Still, there's more to this story. We haven't found out about it, but he goes behind this bar to, to, to pee. Allegedly. And, yeah, allegedly. And a 10-foot gator grabs a hold of his arm. And rips it off clean. And there's video of this out there. And the bone is hanging out of the arm. And this is how the guy sounds afterwards when he's interviewed. Go ahead. I didn't lose my life. lost an arm. It's not the end of the world. They got my elbow. So I don't have an elbow. But I can still move my arm around and whatnot. I just saw a little lake. Just trying to go over there and just, you know, take a little pee or whatnot. Something happened where I either tripped or, like, something the ground below me kind of just went down. And I ended up in the water. And that's literally the last thing I remember. Fusion, I was like, whoa. Like, I was just, because I woke up, and I was just sitting here. And I looked over, and then I saw my arm the way it was. And I was like, ooh. It kind of just feels like my arm just there, but not there. 
One, I don't believe you. Not at all. You just happen to fall in the water. You don't know how. And two, that dude's way cool for losing his arm forever and ever. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm curled up in fetal oh. position, naked, drunk, high, crying. I'm devastated. Yeah. Totally devastated. I don't want to talk to the news. I don't want people to see me. No way I'm that cool. Like, oh, it's okay. It's fine. It's an arm. Like, if it's a leg, I could even see that. Like being a little calmer with a leg. No. No. I want all my body parts. I'm upset if I'm losing a finger. Mm. No, I, I want it I all. I could see losing a leg. Finger, I think I might be okay. No, I'm Which not okay. Finger, <laughs> Just for the story. <laughs> Gotta be a pinky. Gator took the finger. Ten footer. Yeah. <laughs> fine. <laughs> what behind the bar? Take a leak. Yeah. I don't know. It's back in 2023. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? I'm come over and check out. I've got, I've got pictures of it at my house. <laughs> I got a photo book. Hey, Kayla and Sack, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Let me say this before we start. Women with scars, way sexy. <laughs> Thanks. I have a few of them, but this one's the most interesting. <laughs> okay. Where is it? So it's on my right cheek. Uh-huh. On my face. Yeah. And I was a freshman in high school, and I was waiting for the bus after school. And this was, I don't know, beginning of October. And some kids drove by in their car and threw a pumpkin out their window, and it hit me in the face, and the stem scratched my cheek. And then I had to ride the bus home covered in blood covered in blood from my face and covered in pumpkin. Like, it wasn't a carved pumpkin because it wasn't Halloween yet. So it was like a fresh pumpkin. I had to ride the bus home covered in it, blood running down my face. How old so, were you? I freshman in high school. Freshman so in high school. I got my drive fifteen. And how how big is this scar? It's probably two inches long, but only a couple millimeters wide. But it's you know definitely a different color than the rest of my cheek. So do you show? Ask me about it all the time. Do you show it off or do you cover it up with makeup? Oh, I hardly wear makeup, so no, it's it's right there for everyone to see. Yeah, you're you married. I'm engaged. You're, okay, very good. Congratulations. Does your fiance dig your scar? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good man. <laughs> that, that's how you. That's how you know you got a good man. If you dig your, has he ever kissed it? Oh yeah. Has he licked it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> you guys laugh, but I thought about it. Like yeah. I was like, "Oh, you got to lick that." Let scar. me tell you. you let me tell you. You're, there was this this guy, this listener I had back in the day. Day we called him Big Pun, and he used to be really, really big, really fat. Okay. And he had the surgery, but he never worked wow. out afterwards, so he had a bunch of loose skin. It was really uh-huh. weird, and he had this huge scar going down his chest. So I used to do this this nightclub gig at a place called Mako's. And I used to have girls drink shots out of his scar. Ew. Oh, that is foul. That is disgusting. <laughs> I would pay to see. And never. women loved it. Loved it. They just loved, loved it. attention. Loved it. All right. Ugh. Yeah, do we have her information? No, they got to be on hold. Oh, they got to hold on. We're going to put you on hold, Kayla. Don't go anywhere. I got to take some more stories. Okay. Sean and Sack, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm good until that story. Wow. <laughs> That's a good one, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what you got. Uh, about 20 years ago, I was walking through some trusses, and I uh, got my elbow and forearm caught on a gang nail, oh. ripped it open, oh. and uh, I butterflied that bad boy, and it looked like, when it healed, looked like a Nike swoosh. <laughs> oh, so you took care of it? You didn't go to the doctor? 
No, yeah, you don't. No, no, I don't go to the doctor. I butterfly that bad boy. Wow, you're that's that's badass. You it did is. that. So, do you now? When you tell that, are you, are you married? Uh, no. Okay. So when you go out and you're trying to pick a girl up, it's pretty noticeable. Uh, no, no, not anymore. Okay. Well, do you? I mean, icebreaker. You bring it up. You tell them about your scar, but you don't tell them you got it hooked on a nail. You probably say. You got it back in Nam or the shark bite or something cool like that. A race car, you're racing, you're a stunt double for Vin Diesel and Fast and you, you come up with a story, right? No, you tell them you tell them the truth because ladies like men in construction. That's true, but and Sean, I'm not taking anything away from what you do for a living, but you have like the world is your oyster. Especially like, with a Nike chick. Yeah, you've got a cool scar. And then you can add in the truth of you taking Yeah, you know what I I carry my my medical folder with me, so it's faster at the you know like Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse, just badass. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right, hang on, sir, because that guy, you know, that guy's tough right there. He works his ass off for a living, blue collar. He sounds doing tough. construction. He didn't even quit that day. You know what I mean? He just went back to the job. He didn't even stop. He got some dental floss and he just tied it up. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm putting this house together. Uh, is this Brenna and Uba City? Uba City. Yes. Yeah. Okay. How are you? Good. All right. Where's your scar at? My scar is on my arm. Okay. How big is it? It's like, I don't know, 12 inches long. Ooh, wow. Jesus. On the top or the bottom? Like you're in your forearm? Um, It's on my forearm and it's on both the top of my arm and the bottom. Oh, I got to hear this. How did it happen? I raced dirt bikes and I broke my arm twice. On a dirt bike? Oh, so this is from yeah. surgery. This is from surgery. I broke the, the bones in there. Both of them broke at the same time. So, yeah, the scar is from, from surgery. Wow. Guys like it probably, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm married, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying your husband probably digs it. He's like, you know, when he brags about you, he's like, my wife in her former life was a dirt biker and should check out her scar. It's 12 inches long. It's bigger than mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> is that your husband in the car right now? I hear him. Yes. Yeah. He's He's probably shaking his head. He's like, this dude knows what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, I, I told you guys, I love scar stories, but everybody's telling the truth. I was, you know, out of out of the three so far that we've taken, Sean should have been the one to embellish because oh, he's the dude. Right. Women are going to be honest, right? I didn't see a pumpkin and a dirt bike women, woman story. No. None of those. All right. No. Hang on for a second. Don't go anywhere. Let's take some more here. Uh, we're doing time. Good. Savannah in Roseville. Hey, how's it going? Good. A lot of women with scars. Sacramento is a oh, scarred yeah. city. Uh, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for somebody to come up and go, my scar's not visible. Oh, no. I was in a really bad relationship, and I'm just scarred forever. Uh, all right, so where's your scar at? Um, so I have one on my forehead right in between my eyebrows, and I have one on my eyebrow. So I have the two on my face. Oh, so <laughs> you're... Same story. <laughs> okay, so your eyebrows, they don't grow, obviously, through your scar, so you have that, like, little slice in there. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, everyone thinks I just, I cut my eyebrows to look cool. <laughs> right, 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 right. I know exactly that scar. Like, some people purposely yeah. do that to their eyebrows. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. All right, where did you get it? Um, so, well, the one on my forehead, um, I was in Santa Cruz, and I was going to the bathroom. I was, like, eight years old, and I asked to go to the bathroom, and I'm running to the bathroom, and this other little boy's running around the corner as well, and we both collided and hit heads, and we got down, and everyone's like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Well, 
I got up and I walked away. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And I go walk over to my mom and dad and everyone's like, oh my gosh. And I have blood just dripping and I feel it, but I thought it was sweat. So then I look in the reflection, there's blood all down my face. And then about two years later, I'm at, I'm at school and I go to the bathroom again. I ask, oh, can I go to the bathroom? And I go around the corner and I'm running to the bathroom. And a, a little boy, a uh, year older than me, he's in fifth grade, I was in fourth. And I collided with him and we both got on the ground. I said, oh, I'm fine. I got up, went to the bathroom, blood everywhere. All the little girls, I remember them just going, oh, my gosh, are you okay? And I'm like, this just always happens to me. Everyone runs into me, and I maybe should just stop running everywhere. It's funny because around the same age, Savannah, I, I have scars very similar to yours from uh-huh. silly incidences like that. Like our yeah. parents really didn't protect us. Like we were no. we were damaged goods by the age of eight. <laughs> no, that's what you do when you're kids. You play, you fall, you get scraped up. It's part of the life. I had a kid, Savannah, throw a D battery, and I. It's, <laughs> I was four, five years old, and the kid was about the same age. If I remember correctly, this kid was like 100 yards away. I mean, this kid threw this D battery, and I was sitting, because I, I beat him with a bamboo stick earlier. Of course you did. So you had it coming. And so he comes to my, my whatever we lived at, and I'm standing on like the stoop with the outside, and he throws this D battery, and I just I just remember seeing it. Right between my eyes. I got oh. a scar right here, right between oh. my eyes. Blood <laughs> blood everywhere. You know? Blood everywhere. It's so weird when it's dripping down your face. I, was, I swear I thought it was sweat because I'm about to go to the ocean. I'm like having a great day on vacation, and then all of a sudden blood everywhere. Everyone's freaking out. Yeah. Um, crazy. Well, that's that, you know, that th- those are the days when you, know, you go inside and you're like, Mom, you're like, what happened? Oh my God. I'm like, this yeah. kid threw a battery. Well, why did you, what did you do? <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, and then you're honest, like, well, I beat him with a bamboo shoot earlier. It's like, okay, well, you deserved it. Get upstairs and clean yourself up. Dinner's in 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My dad's like, you're fine. You're fine. Everyone's like, are you sure? Are you sure she needs to go to the hospital? He's like, I, who has super glue? <laughs> All right. Hang on, Savannah. Uh, all right. So we got more people on hold. Let's take a quick one. We'll come back. We got some good stories coming up, too. Some are juggling. We got knives. We got swing sets. Waiting for the shark attacks. I've got another scar story for you. Get their information. Open up some lines. Okay. All right. We'll do that during the break. Get some more people involved. Some cool scar stories. Still nothing as good as the Florida dude losing his arm. No. No. Nothing comes. I haven't heard any of those yet. That probably would win you the Kid Rock tickets. I'm just saying. 916-909-0985. It's the BS on Idiot Rock. Hey, more scar stories. These are good. Yeah. Real good. <laughs> uh, whoever has the best one to get you tickets for Kid Rock at the venue, Thunder Valley. Andre and Sack, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. You got yourself a sexy scar on your chest, don't you? Yeah, I actually have two. Two long lines. How long? How big? Uh, they're each somewhere between five and seven inches long. That's pretty big. Uh, up and down, horizontal or uh, or uh, parallel? Vertical. Vertical. <laughs> parallel. They're horizontal across my chest. Wow. Okay. How'd you get them? They're actually not very exciting. I got them from um, a birth defect, just surgery that I had to get. Well, that's but but you don't tell people that, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. What do, you, what do you tell them? Start over again. Let me ask you the question. So how'd you get those two scars? 
Well, I got cut open. Wow, really? Who cut you? Uh, I did, but it was an accident. Oh. Well, so, how, did, how did you do that? I used to have this hobby. Uh-huh. Not really a hobby anymore. Um, you know, there's there some perils with that uh, kind of hobby, but I used to juggle knives. Oh. <laughs> now that's a good story. And you missed, and they they cut you. Yeah, so I had to give up the hobby. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Any good at it. Have you told that story to pick up a girl? Not to pick up a girl, but um, I told the story to my kids because once I got to the age of asking lots of questions, yeah. so one of the first questions they asked me, Daddy, where'd you get the scars from? And, of course, what kid wants to hear daddy had a birth defect they had to get it right yeah you got it even the juggling of the knives i think you could do a little bit better you know i mean i like that one though uh, that's cute (laughs) yeah but you don't want cute you want you know so there are these guys and they're trying to steal my car (laughs) and you know i said no way it's not happening on my watch a knife battle and a guy pulled out a knife yeah he got me twice what happened after that well i took him down yeah. You know, choked him out. <laughs> You're the hero. <laughs> All right. Hang on, Andre. That was good. Uh, Amber and Sack, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. Where's your yeah. scar? Yeah. So my scar, and by the way, I love your, your show. It's awesome. You guys make me laugh so hard every time I listen to it. Oh, it's very but, sweet. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So the scar happened when I was little. It's it's from the top of the crown of my head all the way to the base of my neck. It goes all the way back down the back of my head. When I wear a ponytail, you can actually see it looks kind of like a red birthmark. Uh-huh. But it's probably it's from the scar. It's it's just a big line in the back of my head. Wow. How'd you get it? Very through hair. So, um, but yeah. So what happened was when I was I was a kid at around um, kindergarten age. And we lived in the country in Cottonwood area, which is below Redding. And my dad had made a tree swing um, that we would swing on a lot. And my best friend next door and I, this little kid and I, uh, we were I was, we were taking turns swinging on it. And then I showed him, I was like, I could go super high, like I could fly. And again, I'm a little kid. And so as I was swinging on it, he said, Amber, be careful. You're going to. You're going to fall. You're going to get hurt. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. My dad made the swing. It's good. <laughs> and what happened is as I went all the way up, the rope broke and I slammed on the ground and the ground was like rock hard dirt. And what happened is I hit my head, the back of my head. And then I got up and um, was just like ready to play again. And my friend got scared and he's like, the look on his face was bad. And he's like, oh my God, Amber, you're bleeding. And I was like, I felt the back of my head and I looked at my hand. And it was full of blood. And so at that point as a little girl, I screamed so hard. And I ran to my mom in the kitchen. And she put this, like, um, ointment on my head. And I don't remember going to the hospital. And I think that was it. She just patched me up and said, you're good. Yeah. Well, again, this is another story of how broken we were as kids. Right. You know, and the scars that we carry, you know, for the the rest of days. When I was, the other scar that I have is when I was three, my brother dropped me on my head in our oh. kitchen and i remember it like it was yesterday and i put this dent in the wall busted me open they had to take me to the doctor or the hospital they take me in there he patches me up and i remember him offering me a piece of wrigley spearmint gum afterwards <laughs> after he busted her head open yeah so Crazy. you know but but again i'm not telling you know you can't really see that scar mm-hmm. like i've never yeah. lied about my scars your yeah. scar is badass though oh. i mean that goes from you know, forehead to back. Well, yeah, it's like you scalped yeah. yourself. It, that's it, what, it's, just, it's, it's just the top of the crown of my head. So you can't see it on my forehead. It's just the top of my head. 
and it goes all the way back to the base of like the top part of the neck area in the back. Yeah. So it's just like just the crescent of that. And it's just, it was just a line, but um, it was bleeding through my hair and everything when I was a kid. I don't think it went deep into my skull, but it, it was just like a surface cut. All right. Well, hang on, Amber. Don't go anywhere. Jesus, that's a long ass scar. <laughs> that's that's the that's so far that's the biggest scar we've seen. I think the coolest one I have is on my arm, but it's because I got an anthrax shot. An- oh, an anthrax. Oh, and it just scarred afterwards. It scars you afterwards. Yes. Yeah. There's everybody has a scar too from like a shot. A shot of vaccine. I, I have a scar on my butt cheek from my tonsils when they were taken out. They shot something in my butt. Oh. And I have a scar on my butt. I was like, I think you might have been molested. That's not where they get the tonsils from. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's that's what they told me. <laughs> oh, but, right. the, but he did say I was the best altar boy that they had. <laughs> Cindy, I'm glad we can laugh about pedophilia. Uh, Cindy in Citrus Heights, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good. Quickly, where is your scar? The front of my neck. Hot. How big is it? About five, six inches. Oh, my God. Are you married? Because if so, people probably think your husband tried to slit your throat. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I am married. Do people say that? What? That it's hot? No, that your husband tried to slit your throat. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, they oh. said that. No, okay. So, duh. They so said that. I hope he. I hope, a metal plate. Uh, I'm joking. I hope he really didn't try to do that. How'd you get it? No, he didn't. Oh, okay. So what really happened is I got a spinal fusion. So four, five, six, and seven are all fused together with cadaver discs uh-huh. and plates. Yeah. But people ask me if I was in an auto accident, and I tell them no. That I go to too many metal shows and I got it from headbanging. Oh, that's awesome! Do they? Do, 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 do you give? I didn't know, yeah, I wasn't in a car accident. It's just like bad luck. But yeah. oh, you in an accident? It's like no, it's from headbanging too much. That's good. So, do you, really? You give you give them one band in particular. Testament. Testament, of course. That's a good band. <laughs> Rammstein. <laughs> All right, I got a Testament, Exodus, something like that. You yeah, know, that's good. All right, Cindy, hang on. I want to get to all these people here, and then we're gonna break. Uh, they get a winner. Dustin in Lincoln. Uh, where's your scar at? Yeah, I got one that is, runs uh, all the way around my wrist on the well on the bottom half horizontally. Okay. So it looks like I it looks like I tried to cut myself. But yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. I was gonna ask that question. <laughs> I don't want to take this yeah, phone call. No right. chances. Uh, all right. Where where did you get where did you get it then? Yeah, no, I'll try to make it efficient. When I was probably about 9 or 10, I was climbing over a chain, just a standard chain link fence to get a ball that got kicked over it. And on my way back over, I was hanging from the top in that awkward kind of stage where you jump your feet over and down. Uh-huh. And the two prongs sticking up at the top lodged into my wrist, Oof. and I jumped down. Oof. And my arms stuck up. My feet didn't even hit Oof. the ground. I was hanging from my wrist. Hold on, Dustin, where were you when this happened? I was in Loomis. I grew up in oh. Loomis. I was at Loomis Elementary School, but it okay. was after school hours. Okay, dude, this is the craziest thing, and I've told this story before, even here. There was a kid, exact same story, except it was oh, wow. it was T-ball. It rained the night before. He jumped over to get the foul ball into these people's yard. When he came back, he slipped, and those two little prongs at the top. Yep. Yep. right down the the, the uh, underside of his arm and we all run over and I won't ever forget the coach 
putting his thumbs on both sides of where the slice was and pulling open his arm, and you could see everything. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Mine was similar. It, and that's oh. scary. It still gives me heebie-jeebies thinking about it. All right. Oh Hang on, sir. Hang on. Let me get one more. Aaron in Marysville. How are you, Aaron? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Excellent, sir. Where's that scar of yours? Uh, this scar is on my forehead in the shape of an L. Loser. <laughs> do, do you tell oh, people it's, it's for it's love? A reverse L. Yeah. It's a reverse L. It's a reverse L. Got it. All right. How big is it? It's about six inches. That's a big scar. Yeah. All right. Uh, where did you get it in real life, and what do you tell people? <laughs> well, I tell everybody the same story. Uh, June of 2010, I was employed by Iraq, and I was doing guard duty and just got done making my runs, checking on all my guys. Sat down to do my nightly reports, and I heard a loud thud and, like, metal bouncing off the concrete. Didn't think nothing of it. And then, just like the movie Speed, I looked towards the double doors that were down the hallway, probably about 15 feet, and they were flying at me. Next thing I know, I was hitting them. I was hitting a wall. And 15 seconds later, I woke up, looked down, and just blood dripping down my face, down my body. And the only thing I could do is yell at my doc, hey, I'm bleeding again. And everybody kind of just laughed about it. Wow. It, the blast was from a missile, a bomb, what? Uh, a 55-gallon drum full of C4 that uh, they attached like a small rocket motor onto just to get it over a wall. Wow. And you're like seeing the doors, like like you said in a movie, coming at you. Yeah, uh, slow motion the whole way. And oh all I could do is go, this is going to be a fun ride. And yeah. <laughs> next thing I know, I'm waking up 15 seconds later. Did did you did that send you home, or did you have to stay? Oh, I stayed. Uh, that was the second time I was blown up in within thirty days. Oh my and god! Everybody, yeah. everybody thought I was crazy, and I just I stayed. I was there for my guys, so that's what I was going to do. My you dad know, went through the same thing. With all due respect, Aaron, you're either crazy or you're a bad soldier if you're getting blown up twice in thirty <laughs> days. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm just kidding. Oh, they I'm, all call me crazy. I'm joking. I'm totally yes. joking. I we we. More than appreciate your service, especially on this weekend. Uh, hang on. Don't go anywhere. You guys can vote. We're voting? Yeah, you're voting. Okay, so I've, I've marked. Just, just, you don't have to go through them all. I'm not. Just, I've marked the ones that I, I, I'm putting in my hat, my ring in the hat, whatever. I just need one. Right now. I just need your, num- I just need your number one. Oh, my number one? Ugh. You want to okay. break? And then do it in the headlines, right before headlines? Yeah, 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 yeah. All I need right. a break. Do you know who yours is? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, and I don't How like do the. You know so fast. Well, I agree with him. I think. It's I mean, obvious. I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys figure it out. <laughs> if we don't have your information, hang on. If we didn't I get to everybody's it, information, we're sorry. There were great stories, great participation, y'all. Rock and roll. Thank you so much. We'll find a winner for the Kid Rock tickets. We'll do the fourth and final round of headlines. Yes, we will. Are you sure we will? I'm positive we will. You got me off track. I'm going to tell you what drugs were caught being brought to SAC and whose celebrity clothes you shouldn't buy. All right. Get you all that and a winner here when we return. It's the BS on 98 Rock. BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Okay, so before we do uh, the fourth and final round of headlines, do you guys have a winner for the Kid Rock tickets? We do. We came up with the winner. We had some good call-ins. We appreciate everybody, but we ultimately gave it to Aaron um, for his Iraq blast. We're giving him those tickets. How could you not? (laughs) It's Memorial Day. The guy served his country. Absolutely. Blown up twice in 30 days. 
Like if you guys didn't pick, and I don't like to pick the when we do stuff like that. But if you guys didn't pick them, I thought you're crazy. Well, and everybody else them? had great stories, but I mean the guy fits the mold. I mean it's just perfect. And Kid Rock, Kid Rock's a big supporter of the military. Right. And, you know. So there you go, Aaron. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Don't so, get blown up again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm avoiding that now. <laughs> uh, Thunder Valley, June second. Okay, so that's when the the okay. show is. All right, well, hang on, sir. Don't go anywhere. Oh, hold on. And again, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, all right, we'll see you. So, is that awkward to say that? Like, That's the nice thing to do, but it, it gets weird right after It one. does. When people say that to me over and over and over, it does get awkward. Just, I mean, thank you. Say it, though. Thank you, or I appreciate it, or it's just awkward. What yeah. about thank you for your sacrifice? I heard that. I've been told by soldiers to say that instead. It's the same difference. Okay. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Well, no, I said fourth and final round of headlines. That's please. not what you said, but millions ahead, in meth was heading to SAC, H7. This investigation actually stems in Mexico uh, and involves the cartel and large drug trafficking organization bringing drugs up from Mexico up into Sacramento for distribution, not only for wholesale distribution, but as well as street level. What could be upwards of $12 million in methamphetamines was headed to SAC, but they seized it in Tulare County, which is like right south of Fresno. Um, They had been investigating this for a while, so they were kind of tracking it. So when they busted these guys, it was three guys bringing the drugs in. It was a thousand pounds of crystal meth. 14 firearms, and nearly $50,000 in cash. And what they did was they had it in these 55-gallon drums, and it was 4,000 pounds of liquid. Where are they coming out from? They were coming out of Mexico. And Sacramento is one of those places that is centralized. So since we've been here, you heard everybody say, oh, we're in a good area because you can go here and you can go there. That also makes this area very good for drug trafficking because access to all the interstates is right here yeah is meth still a thing oh yeah meth is uh, real big still a thing it's i mean when you break it down it's it's the stuff under your sink right yeah ahead, yes Nelson. and no yes and no <laughs> Not go the, ahead Nelson. The okay dude meth. why don't you come over and let's snort some cinch <laughs> the stuff she's talking about is more akin to like what you saw on breaking bad have you done meth no that's the one i definitely did not do you'd lose weight though yeah i almost did it i, I, I think I don't think that's true when they say that, though, because they say if you smoke like crack or whatever, you lose weight. No, uh, that's just the difference is people don't understand this. Like cocaine and crack, that only uh, makes you pee more. It's like a diuretic. Okay, it just dehydrates you is the word I'm looking for. It doesn't make you lose weight. Look at Chris Farley. Meth, you lose weight. Why do you lose weight with meth? Because it's an upper. It's an amphetamine. It's just like Fenfen. You remember Fenfen? Yeah. Yeah, it's essentially that. But you're smoking it. And it's like he said, it's made out of Drano. Fenfen's like gin gin. Okay, got you. <laughs> Alcohol, got you. I wonder how many people take drugs to lose weight. I mean, not like the diet drugs, but you know, you know what? I want to become a meth head because I need to drop twenty five pounds. <laughs> it's hard to kick. I will pass. It's hard to kick. Yeah. Well, you no, know, you. when you're like morbidly obese and nothing has worked for you. Well, if I could go back in time to when I was in my twenties, I'd tell him to get up off the floor of his kitchen and actually do the meth this time. Well, I'm not saying you. No, I'm just I'm saying in general. I wonder how many people do that. Oh, Along with you. losing weight, you also lose your teeth. Not if you brush your teeth. What? Yeah, the the He's only looked reason into this. the only I reason, see the next The only reason the drugs deteriorate your teeth like that is because you stop caring about yourself and you stop taking care of yourself. If you were to just brush after you smoke the meth, you'd be fine. You'd well, be fine. for a guy that's never taken meth, he sure the hell is a mathematician. <laughs> he knows a lot about that's really it. good mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meth adjacent. Okay, I'm not. I'm not on the fast lane. He's a method actor. He is. <laughs> 
right, next one. Tom Petty's family has a plea for fans. H8. As we know, the waiting is often the hardest part. The wait is finally over for fans and collectors alike. We're delighted to bring you an exclusive look at the highly anticipated Encino Tom Petty clothing archive. Tom Petty's family is urging fans to not buy. Um, there's an auction that's getting ready to come out, and they're going to have the jackets, T-shirts, pants, shoes, hats, and other items that's being sold by the Boston Auction House. It's over 40 items, and the family is saying that they stole them. Now, the Boston Auction House is saying they did not steal them. They're saying his ex-wife, her house went up for foreclosure or something like that, and they were able to get the items when her house went into foreclosure. Wow. So right now, they're getting ready to have this legal battle, and the family is saying, if you purchase anything from this auction, you could possibly get caught up in this legal battle they're about to have. Wow, that's I know. I've always I, I've all and I've said this before. I, I've I've always thought that the items that people profit off of really belong to the person that they belong to. What do you mean? So, like, if they're Michael Jordan's shoes, uh-huh. and you found them or stole them or whatnot, and you sold them and made money. Mm-hmm. If Michael Jordan found them, he should just you should just give them to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree with that absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like Tom Petty's family here, even though it was house, I mean I know it's not legal and it doesn't make sense really, but that's just how I feel. It's like it's Tom Petty's stuff. And if his kids want his stuff, then they should be able to get his stuff. Yes. Right, because he has family. It's not like one of those celebrities that pass away and they don't have family or kids to leave their stuff to. Right. They have family. Give the family their things. Yeah. So I agree with you on that. Yes, absolutely. All right. Last minute calls, comments, concerns. We'll get out of here on a Thursday and go home and take some stuffy medicine. I don't know what I have. I don't know what you have either, but I want you to keep it and not give it to me. It was like just, I mean, ever since I've lived here, I've had sinusitis and now I got hit with this like just yesterday. Yeah. My sinuses are still crazy. I'm going to buy one of those sinigators today. Yeah. Tonight I'm doping up on Mucinex. I'm doing the humidifier. I'm doing the... Tea. I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm doing every drug I can possibly. I'm doing meth. You nice. haven't even. Don't do meth. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go visit gosh. the guys that are bringing the meth in. Don't do that. It's going to be hard to sleep. <laughs> you haven't sounded sick though until right now. <laughs> Just right now. I need some. Can you bring me soup? Oh, you know what? I would bring you soup if I was able to get served because they have the best soup at the hibachi spots. Oh, when that's you right. Sit. Yeah. But they won't serve me. Don't so anger you know her what? Again. You got to tell me where it's at this weekend. I want to go there <laughs> and I want to videotape the best experience ever. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, All right. Want me to come flip the table? Yeah, uh, you can't flip it. Hibachi table is impossible. <laughs> oh, the ones on the left side. I can you flip, you those. flip an hibachi table, then we're doing drug testing. <laughs> yeah. All right, give us a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There is Nikki D. There is Nelson. And good times the last four hours. Thanks for participating. You had a lot of participation today. A lot of participation. You like it. You like the show. The show's growing. It's growing. It's always weird when you start a new radio show in a new city to watch either either it works or it doesn't work. It's one of the two. And, I, and look, I've been on both sides of that. I've been on ones that have worked very well. And I've been on ones that have worked, haven't worked at all. <laughs> uh, I think this one will be just fine. So, you know, we had Chad Kruger on uh, from Nickelback the other day. And so the full length conversation, if you, if you're a YouTuber, you can get it on our channel at the Bailey show at the Bailey show. 
So I said to uh, Nelson, I was like, you know, it was a really good conversation. It was kind of a polarizing guy. Obviously, Nickelback gets hate and, you know, he gets made fun of and stuff. But he was just a really, really nice guy. Really cool conversation. And none of it bothers him. Like, you would think that it bothers him. None of it bothers him. Right. He's just way cool. So it's like, you know, get that out and, you know, see if other publications pick it up. I mean, that's how... Radio shows work. You get exposure, and the more exposure you get, you know, it's smoke and mirrors. People think you're a big deal. So, um, you know, Nelson it was all proud. He goes, he's like, he, he goes home to his apartment. He sits in his one chair, gets his computer up, <laughs> and he's just so proud of himself, and he does this, like, story. He writes a story, like a book. Mm-hmm. He's a good writer. He's a very good writer. Thank you. But I was like, do a press release. I mean, he writes a story. You know, it's like once upon a time, Jason Bailey in Sacramento was on the radio and he interviewed, and then he went over the dazzling Twizzler Twizzler Land, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like all these things. And he's very proud of it. And he comes in the next day and he says, uh, "I want you to read it. I want you to read it." Mm-hmm. You know, so I read most of it, and and uh, it was good. You know, then he tells me he goes, "I'm getting turned down by everybody." <laughs> really, the people he was sending it to. Yeah, he's turning down like Loudwire and Blabbermouth and stuff like that. They're actually replying back to him saying, no, thank you. Yeah. Really? Which Dang, you, Nelson. Which is kind of odd. Usually they won't say anything. I know. I know. It's but, like, what did I do? But they really wanted to deny him. Yeah. <laughs> and they wanted you to know it. They wanted him to know it. No yeah. speculation. So he's very, now he's upset. He thinks I want to be mad at him. He's like, oh, man, they're, they're denying me. They're not, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not going to pick it up. I know. So I sent off an email to our content department in New York who does all the p- publicity for the Odyssey check-ins that I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lauren shoots out one email. And like within 12 hours, it's a, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Wow. What does she do different than Nelson? I don't know. People know her? They they know her for sure. Okay. I, yeah. I, no I, one knows I, I, I think because she's more, prof- like, this was coming from a dude. I don't blame Nelson. This is like coming from a dude in Sacramento on a radio show. Yeah. Hers is like, I'm in New York. I work for Odyssey. This is one of our properties. You might want to give this a listen. Uh-huh, yeah. There's a difference. Wow. There is a difference. I well, get it. I want to know what she said to him because he, he wrote me back then a huge email. I felt like a kid and that, that my older brother, older sister, like made them apologize to me. Oh. Do you not have, uh, what's it called when you can't see from the side? Peripheral vision. Do you not have that? Oh, you wanted this. Yeah. I, I thought it was. When I do this talking. every no. day. No, it's not. But sometimes <laughs> you mean to shut up. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you do. I'll just verbally tell you that. <laughs> Stop talking, Nelson. I was like, God, I thought I was getting it out fast. So anyway, uh, it did get picked up. Mm-hmm. Thanks to me. Well, then why didn't you just do that in the first place? If you had that all that pool. <sighs> well, I just wanted the guy to do You something. know nobody knows Nelson. Nobody wanted so if it was just that easy, then you should have sent it to her from jump. But I like to see the failure on his face. Oh, my God. It's so funny <laughs> when he comes in. He's all sad. He's not. He's been working hard. He's busting his butt. It's it like Nelson on a daily basis runs downstairs to open up his Christmas presents only to find out there's nothing in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like the I'm like the dad in the corner. It's like <laughs> You're like the branch who stole Christmas. Happy he has no presents. All right, Nikki D, you got anything before we get out? Yes, crack is whack and meth is death. Oh, look at you. Look at me. Yeah. All right, Nelson. Uh, yeah, you can send empty presents to me here at 3010 Lava Ridge Court. There you go. Nicely done. I'm going to go home and take some medication, all right? Uh, give us a follow on the social media and listen to the BS at The Bailey Show on the YouTube, the Odyssey app. Get the podcast there as well as thebaileyshow.com. 
Have yourself a great, safe rest of your night. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 3. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What?